0: All right, today on the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, to say we got some intellectual heavyweights. Uh, well, Jonathan Emord, man, he's always bringing it in terms of the sacred fire of liberty. And uh, y'all check it out, uh, emord 4 vacom Great stuff happening there in Virginia that'll impact the whole of the United States uh, by having someone like him in the United States Senate. Uh, we've got some updates from that campaign trail as well as other stories to cover. A lot of video clips today. And uh, Naomi Wolf, Dr. Naomi Wolf. You know i've always respected her intellectual integrity coming from the uh, political left but you know always engaging you know not someone who who d- devolves into any vitriol and ad hominem she's very much in invested in in, in investigating right and digging deep and she's uh, dug deep on the pfizer jab and its relationship to infertility particularly in women so we're going to cover that a whole lot more today on the robert scabell show thank you for being here we're banned on facebook again uh, still what is going on? Censorship in America, alive and well. Uh, find us everywhere else. Rumble's happening. robertscabell.com slash listen and Twitter as well. Is still going on. Thanks to Elon Musk. We got it going on. You got it going on. Join us. Share the show. And we'll be right back with, a, with the start of that show. Call. You've heard it. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Sacred Fire Liberty Hour commences now.
1: The Robert Scott the Bell The Robert Bell show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty,
2: the Robert Scott Bell Show. Even if you don't plan to vote for Donald Trump, even if you would die before voting for Donald Trump, which is your right, and a lot of good people feel that way, even still, the destruction of our democracy, which is the right of voters to support any candidate they want, even candidates who don't want war with Russia, the destruction of that should keep you up at night. Yes, Donald Trump is a flawed man, but his sins are minor compared to those of his persecutors. In this life, we don't get to choose our martyrs. We can only choose our principles, and America's are at stake.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Tucker Carlson gets theoretically fired from Fox News. Still speaks sense and uh, a lot of truthful, uh, uh, let's say perspectives on the body politic here in America. arguably the reason why they let him go but didn't let him go he's still under contract they're trying to cease and desist his show on twitter his show number three the last i checked he had 115 million views i don't think fox news gets a fraction of that any news store station much less any mainstream television show gets that kind of coverage why would he why does he even need fox news i don't think he needs it and i think that's the reality is uh you know, others are going on to Joe Rogan and all of the other shows. I think we're reaching now more than even the the number one cable rated news shows are are getting, which is a good, good thing that's going on here. And uh, that perspective we're going to get from Jonathan Emour as well. I just heard from Super Don that uh, the fans of the Robert Scott Bell Show page has been banned temporarily on Facebook. Apparently, we are streaming somehow live on Facebook as well as uh, Twitter and uh, Rumble. Uh, but uh, we have been banned, as you know, on Spotify, which is where Dro- Joe Rogan is interviewing Bobby Kennedy today. Uh, we're banned on that, and uh, we're banned on, uh, let's see, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, where else? Uh, YouTube, of course, YouTube. Anyway, with that, censorship alive and well, and yet the Robert Scott Bell Show breaking through, breaking free, thanks to the help of Jonathan Emore, Sacred Fire of Liberty, time. Jonathan, look at you, dressed so nicely. And uh, you got an event tonight, but it was unplanned, I think. You changed uh, uh,
2: venues or something. Yes, uh, we ended up with a very large um, group of people that are going to be in the Fairfax uh, GOP meeting this evening, and we're going to be speaking to them. But, you know, Robert, this censorship is insane. Uh, This is ruinous to our country. We have to get back to the realization that we have to be tolerant of opposing views, and that defines us under the First Amendment. Uh, this idea of this paternalism exercised by these actors who are oftentimes doing so in coordination with state actors is, is really the antithesis of what the first amendment's all about and harms us tremendously. I mean, look what happened during the COVID era, the censorship during the COVID era that we just went through. You're still experiencing it apparently related to COVID. Uh, if we don't have voices of dissent in areas of science and politics, law and economics, then we will always be beholden to an official orthodoxy that will lead us astray in the economic and personal interests of those in power. And that's, uh, that's exactly where, uh, the communist countries are. And that's exactly where people live in a high state of ignorance of the world and of ways to improve their condition. So it's sad to see that uh, here, but it is also clear that it's a violation of the law. It's a violation of the Constitution. And we ought to be insisting upon uh, these people coming to account. And in the law, we ought to pass legislation that will provide significant sanctions for any government actors who attempt to cause the media to adhere to a state orthodoxy or their preferred position Mm -hmm. at the expense of private parties. That is to censor private parties, to propound their preferred narrative. Yeah. You know, the first Amendment, is one of the key values. The first amendment is it's checking value as a means by which the uh, public and the media were to check the abuses of government actors and expose the corruption and, and instances where they misled us. If you shut that down, then the oligarchs rule without accountability. And then we have corruption like you've never seen it before. Biden is an example of that kind of corruption. Look what they're doing. They're protecting him from having to account for the greatest instances of corruption in American history. And he sold out our country for his own personal financial benefit. He has no hesitation to accept $5 million in bribe money, apparently, uh, in exchange for his action on behalf of executives of Burisma that apparently ultimately led to the firing of Mm Shokin. Victor Shokin, who was the inspector who was investigating, the attorney who was investigating uh, the whole Burisma corruption and would have ultimately... Uh, probably reveal the extent to which Hunter Biden was involved in that corruption. So you've got some very strong evidence there of potential criminality, actual evidence that he violated the Foreign Emoluments Clause of the Constitution.
0: We're we're, we're talking now about proclamations, if you were, declarations. There may be tapes that the FBI has in its possession that make very, uh, let's say obvious that things that we've been suspecting all along in terms of bribery schemes to the Biden family, uh, you know, various ways that they have been influenced by monies coming in through various, uh, you know, international—I don't know LLCs and, and things. So we have five clips of uh, Ted Cruz uh, going against the FBI guy in this regard, and this is just so so criminal, not on behalf of Cruz but on the FBI side to deny and, and obfuscate obvious gate as well. We've been getting used to that, but go ahead and play clip one there, Super Don.
1: Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI of a report in FD 1023 in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as vice president. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. And why is that? I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we received, investigations, or Do you owe an obligation to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the President of the United States? This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator. Well, I understand you don't want to, and that's why people are mad at the FBI, because you're stonewalling and covering up serious allegations of evidence of corruption from the president.
0: Is there a basis upon which this FBI guy is going, I'm not even gonna talk about it? I mean, is there something that is classified about information like this?
2: Well, he's attempting to assert some sort of uh, protection, but he doesn't articulate what it is. What I would have asked if I were Ted Cruz is upon what basis do you have to not answer a question under oath before the Congress of the United States? What is your legal basis? He said that this is something that is undergoing investigation, but the fact of the matter is they supplied the information to Congress. It, w- it took a contempt threat to get Christopher Ray to do that, but he supplied that uh, uh, that affidavit to Congress to r- review in camera, and they did, members of the committee. And so he asked, the you know, if they have to go into a special session to avoid public communication, whatever they would want and would be appropriate. But nonetheless, in the end, all of this has to come out for the benefit of the American people. And, uh, you know, he didn't ask for specific informants beyond the one that they supplied that has been the pub, uh, publicly reported upon. I would have pressed him for what, on what basis are you not answering a question posed to you by the Oversight Committee Of Congress. Are you taking the position that the FBI is not responsive to the committee? Uh, You have to answer these questions. What's your where's your legal counsel? Let's hear what they have to say. Why are they not? Why are you not answering? And then I would press the point. I mean, I think they should hold individuals in contempt who fail to answer questions. They're legally obliged to answer to the Congress of the United States.
0: Is there a a dispute as to the existence of these tapes? Is that in controversy here? Because you didn't deny that they existed.
2: No, he didn't deny they existed, and and there's no, you know, there's no basis to say that they've revealed to Congress itself the existence of this information. Otherwise, Congress wouldn't know about it. they revealed that, so this we know of this this uh, this whistleblower's affidavit. We know that, uh, and that has actually been supplied to Congress to review to specific members uh, of the Intelligence Committee to review that information. So they already know those members do and I think uh Ted Cruz may have access to it I don't know. Yeah. But that is that is uh you know not to answer his questions uh really is uh reveals a lot. It speaks volumes to the point that they're protecting Joe Biden. Yeah, are right? protecting him from accounting for criminality. Well,
0: it, that what's clear is of course if if uh, this was something that was involved uh, president, uh, Trump, (laughs) it'd be like leak 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 everywhere. I mean, it would be out front page everywhere. We know that there's a bias inherent in the FBI right now. And of course the, the, uh, legacy media and look, people can have legitimate concerns about policies that Trump had as we do with Biden to go beyond just personality, either worship or denigration. Simply. You don't like the way the guy tweets mean for instance, uh, but, to get to the bottom of this, whether it be a Democrat or Republican, again, where is the integrity of those in both parties on whoever's you know doing wrong here? Uh, Super Don, let me ask you a question. I know there are four other clips, and I don't want to belabor it if if it just goes over the same territory. If you know if if uh, the FBI guy just keeps saying I'm not going to answer that, I'm not going to answer that. Well, we've got Rochelle Walensky to do that later on the show. Uh, but is it worthwhile, Super Don, uh, playing the additional four clips? What's your sense of this? Wow. Yeah, no, I'm asking a producer question. Boy, that's, man, no pressure. No pressure Um, on that, but, uh, like, I don't want
3: to. Listen, listen, it's, to me, this is a a great example of how things happen in Congress when they have these hearings where it's just a constant, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. So, yeah, yeah, basically what happens is uh, Cruz presses him throughout. Although I think it's, it's, it's entertaining. It may not be necessary. I mean,
2: he's not uh, invoking a fifth amendment privilege. He's not invoking any privilege as to his, his own. No, testimony.
3: But you know what? Here's the thing. I think Cruz does a pretty good job of trying to corner him and it's, it's uh, wait, let's just play him. Let's just do it. Okay.
2: All right.
0: Let's see. Clip two.
1: Okay. Yesterday, Senator Chuck Grassley stood on the Senate floor and alleged that there are 17 recordings Of this informant from Burisma, Ukrainian natural gas company, 15 of them are recordings, voice recordings of him talking to Hunter Biden. Two of them are voice recordings of him talking to Joe Biden, Deputy Director Abate. Does the FBI have 17 voice recordings laying out evidence of a bribery scheme? Senator, I would add also that uh, we've worked with the House Oversight Committee This is the Senate. We're the other side of the Capitol. This is the Senate. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters, Senator. See, that's the problem. The FBI, and I've had this conversation with Chris Ray too, this is why you are damaging the institution. The American people have a right to know whether there is serious, credible evidence that the President of the United States took a $5 million bribe. And by the way, if it's false, Chairman Durbin just rolled his eyes. If Chairman Durbin were interested in the rule of law, we would have a hearing on these allegations. But of course, the Democrats don't want a hearing on these allegations. And to be clear, if the allegations are false, you know who could disprove them? Joe Biden.
2: Hmm. Wow. Powerful stuff. Um, Yeah, I
0: still think having you in the Senate to question them and push back on the legal justification for not answering the question would be a very important uh, addition to what Cruz does.
2: Yeah, people have to be held to account. And when you have someone testifying before Congress and evading the responses and they have no privilege to assert and they aren't identifying the legal basis for not answering, that's a problem. You can't let them get away with that. In this instance, we've got evidence here of the president of the United States, uh, who was then vice president, being engaged in a bribery scheme. This is a big deal. I don't care what these uh, majority members on the Democrat side in the Senate think uh, that and, and are shielding the president. You have to get to the bottom of that. And so that means that they need to use every bit of, of authority they have. I know that they don't have independent authority as, as the minority uh, party uh, mm-hmm. to, to issue a subpoena, but they certainly can demand the legal foundation sure. for the person and they should raise that point against them. In the end, there's going to have to be a majority in the Senate for us to be able to get uh, to the bottom of this. Hopefully, that will come in 2024. Uh, in, any, in any event, it, it is all going to come out eventually. And well, the American people have a right to be livid about the fact that a sitting president no. who has apparently engaged in criminality is, is being enabled by the Democrat majority in the Senate to cover up his criminal actions. These are
0: it, people putting party before country. Wrong. This and, may have
2: been this may this evidence may have been, for all we know, for years in the possession of the FBI. We think it has been for years. And so they hid this information. And they didn't proceed with prosecutions or investigations, even though this is profound. This is this is a case of bribery with actors in a corrupt company that is part of a corrupt regime in the Ukraine and it is influence peddling and it is direct evidence apparently of the president acting mm-hmm. on behalf of a bribe so this is a huge huge thing and needs to be thoroughly investigated and it is not being thoroughly investigated to protect this president something that you know they they clamor about Trump Mm-hmm. That hey, look, you know, we have to have equal justice under law, and you have to bring him to account for, for criminality. When it comes to Biden, they're tone deaf, they get massive evidence of corruption and criminality on the part of Biden Inc., his whole family, and they don't do anything about it.
0: I, I want you to think about this, and as and, and, and for everybody to listen the things that are related to Ukraine, in terms of bribery schemes, etc., how much has that impacted? Billions and billions of dollars being sent to Ukraine from the U.S. taxpayer, not by any actual vote of a declaration of war, but just here, let's let's throw this at Ukraine uh, because he's paying back those through Ukraine that have benefited him and his family. How many people have have died unnecessarily in this situation with a different foreign policy, even a Trump foreign policy? He says, I don't believe this would have happened under Trump, the way he had looked at foreign policy in Russia, the way he dealt with it, because he knows War is a last, last, last resort on that. And mostly everybody loses most of the time. And so I look at the Biden scheme here. How much has it impacted what we're doing with Ukraine in terms of just stealing from the American people and throwing it down a black hole of corruption?
2: Well, this is why the founding fathers created the Emoluments Clause, because they didn't want uh, a president or a vice president. In a position where they would be open to bribery, where they would serve the interests of a foreign government or a foreign corporation, foreign entities or individuals at the expense of the American people. And that's what we have here. Joe Biden is a sellout. He sold out the United States for his own personal profit. That becomes increasingly clear. And we have to have the evidence of this, just like we have to have the evidence about Fauci, every bit of it. We need to know the extent to which he's compromised extent to which the president is compromised. That factors in heavily in how we treat this president. Not only does it uh, ha- have be germane to impeachment, but it's also germane to the need to keep actions uh, undertaken by Congress, not by the president, or to restrict his powers to act unilaterally by limiting him with legislation. I mean, things have to be done here uh, to protect the United States. This is a direct and an enormous threat to our national security mm-hmm. and our interests. So we have got to act on it. Yet the FBI, the DOJ, they're just covering up for Joe Biden. If sure. it wasn't for the threat of uh, contempt against uh, Christopher Ray, we would still not have this information. It was only because the House side pushed it to the extent of raising a direct uh, contempt action against Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray gave up the ghost on it to save his own hide. These people are self-interested. They're not pursuing the best interests of the United States. Ray is a person who needs to be removed. He, is, he should have been removed a long time ago, but he needs to be removed and replaced. And the whole FBI superstructure there that, could, that was in, in complicity with Comey on the whole Russia thing with Trump, the the argument of uh, Russian interference with the elections, which was known to be false yet pursued for over a year with false statements that evidence was in hand that needs to be uh, uh, evaluated so that we can eliminate from government service, all of those who are involved in that activity at DOJ and at the FBI.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: All right. So let's turn our attention to Trump and and what's going on there for the moment. And, you know, you have the intellectual integrity as well as your, devotion to constitution and country that just because he's a Republican, you wouldn't make excuses if he violated the law. The question is what is this case all about that they've just brought against him after the last one fell apart? And is there again, legitimacy beyond the, we just don't want him to run again. And this is what we're going to do as the Biden administration to stop him.
2: Well, (coughs) you've got a situation of selective prosecution. I mean, uh, First of all, the the president of the United States is commander-in-chief, and as commander-in-chief, he has the power to classify or declassify any document. Secondarily, every president, probably all the way back to George Washington, has taken from the White House presidential papers that have included classified information uh, and brought them to their residences after they've left the White House. Obama did this. Uh, uh, We see even Vice President Biden had massive amounts of uh, classified information stored at the University of Pennsylvania and at the University of uh, Delaware I believe and then also at uh, in in his garage in a box and mm-hmm. uh, right next to his corvette I mean the whole thing is kind of insane that here you have these gross examples of that you have Hillary Clinton who caused uh, over 100 classified documents to be transmitted from her state department uh, email directly to her server at unsecured server at Chappaqua, her home in New York. And nothing was done about that. Absolutely nothing. In fact, Comey said that no reasonable prosecutor would bring the matter. Um, here, so you have a two tiered system of justice operating. You've got uh, Democrats being allowed to get away with literally massive amounts of classified information being misappropriated in violation of the Espionage Act. Uh, and uh, in, in violation of the Presidential Records Act. And you have a no action, not one bit uh, against them. You have the National Archives cooperating to the extent of not even raising an objection with Obama having a mass amount of information with the whole information that Bill Clinton had, with the um, entire situation with, with Biden, uh, all cooperative, No, even though they had them for years, Uh, and in, and even in dangerous places where they're highly susceptible and even in public storage facilities like the university of Pennsylvania. So you have all of that going on, uh, and no prosecution whatsoever. Hmm. And yet when it comes to Trump, he removed the documents to Mar-a-Lago. They were in Mar-a-Lago. That's not unlike what happened with every other president when they moved documents and they go after him with a vengeance, right? And they're, go- they're trying to put him, to incarcerate him. In the end, I think the Supreme Court will have to weigh in. But here's the thing as a constitutional matter. The power to classify or declassify is inherent in the power of a commander-in-chief. You know, we don't have a separate commander-in-chief that decides this. We have one in the President of the United States. With Joe Biden, remember, he was vice president when all of this happened. Mm-hmm. With Hillary Clinton, she was Secretary of State. In those two instances, there's no argument of executive authority through the commander in chief to classify or declassify. They have no. They have no excuse. Furthermore, you have you have evidence tampering by Hillary Clinton. She used the bleach bit program to erase mass quantities of information permanently delete it, and then she took a hammer to hard drives and sma- had them smashed uh, in order to keep the information. That's witness. That's evidence tampering. She knew that was evidentiary at the time that she did it. So that's why she did it. Is there any prosecution for that? No, not a single thing. When it comes to Donald Trump, they say that in different parts, in a a shower stall, they argue that there was some classified information in Mar-a-Lago, which is surrounded by Secret Service, which is heavily protected and guarded. And they go after him. Of all three of them, who posed the greatest risk? Obviously, Joe Biden. Do they prioritize that? Would a reasonable prosecutor not go after Joe Biden, but go after Donald Trump? So the big argument here is selective prosecution, which I think should form a basis for dismissal of the case. Mm-hmm. Reasonably speaking, they should allow discovery to be had by the, the Trump lawyers against the administration and against the Department of Justice. And wow, that.
0: that would be interesting if that goes that yeah,
2: way. that information, and if yeah. if... That the court doesn't authorize it, Congress should be demanding it to get at the bottom of why they chose, when, when they had full evidence in their mm-hmm. possession, not to prosecute Biden, not to prosecute uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, not to bo- go after uh, Bill Clinton, not mm-hmm. to go after Barack Obama, but only to go after.
0: I think if they get discovery, the Biden administration will drop the the charges immediately if they can avoid that, because that would be the worst thing for them to have that blow back. But it may blow back anyway and then result in another impeachment uh, trial, uh, this time toward Biden with what's going on here. Uh, So we'll continue to uh, cover that. Uh, Constitutional question for you, Jonathan, real quick. It just occurs to me, as we say, commander in chief. That's in the Constitution. It describes it. But my understanding, and it could be limited, uh, is that the commander in chief title happens during wartime under under de- declaration of war. I don't know that it changes the powers of the presidency to classify or unclassify, But you use the term commander in chief, unless we are in a permanent state of war. Some have argued that it's undeclared. Uh, what's your perspective on that? That you know the description commander in chief
2: the courts have held that the power of the president as commander-in-chief includes the power to classify and declassify state secrets. Um, Those state secrets are an aid of his function as commander-in-chief. So it is an appendage or an inherent characteristic of his ability to make foreign policy decisions as president and to exercise his power as commander-in-chief that he have intelligence, that he be supplied with information about the enemies of the United States, or those who are in, in you know, working in tandem with those enemies, or aiding them or abetting their interests. So that is why we have classification of information, we have it to keep it from enemies, as well as to enable us to have in secret for the President's deliberation with top aides, how to address information that if made public might aid the enemy, or if made public might expose American methods and intelligence gathering means. So in this instance, recognize that the physical documents transferred to Mar-a-Lago are of the least uh, likely to be accessed by our enemies. The highest access that actually happened was the electronic transfer by Hillary Clinton Hmm. to unsecure server at her house. That information was actually hacked by the Chinese.
0: Yeah, that's significant and severe, uh, but not addressed appropriately as I see it. It
2: it has been the the pattern of DOJ uh, not to go after any president who's taken documents from the White House that were in their presidential papers and brought them back to Mar-a-Lago. And instead, it has been the practice of the National Archives and Records Administration to work with the president in going through material to determine what they would later uh, ask be returned. Mm -hmm. In this instance, the uh, National Archives itself was weaponized against Trump, along with DOJ. They were working in tandem together to create this gotcha uh, scenario. And the whole thing is a setup. And when you look at it, if, if all the evidence comes out, it will be very, very clear, I think, in the end mm-hmm. that they orchestrated this uniquely against Trump, which is further evidence of selective prosecution. They created the basis for the prosecution, and they did so in a way that was uh, not done against any prior president. And furthermore, in the end, we're ha- we have a real issue here uh, on an, on a constitutional level which is the president must be able to make these determinations of classification the president cannot be fearful that if he when he leaves the white house if he doesn't if he accidentally or inadvertently has among his presidential papers a reference a connection that uh, that it leads to information that somehow his own executive branch then in the hands of an opposing party can be can be weaponized against yeah, sets yeah, up a cooperative relationship within the executive branch for the president of the United States going from transition one tr- party. It, to it, it
0: destroys the cooperation altogether moving forward.
2: It makes um, it the case that if they proceed with this, uh, it makes it the case that each president then must be on constant guard, that information that comes into his possession and the communication related to it may be weaponized against him when he leaves. Mm-hmm. So, can't have that and have we deliberation in an open environment is essential. The, can you imagine a Bay of Pigs type of scenario where a president is is staring down the you know the 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 immediate urgent need for decision making and is encumbered in his ability to do that by fear that certain information may, if if evaluated or considered, uh, result in some sort of action against him by a subsequent administration. So you can't really, you go down this, uh, this zone where you fault one party and you never did it against another party's president. Uh, you end up with a very dangerous situation which will be used then by each administration against each other administration. Transitions will be encumbered. And, you know, you'll have to have basically the president turning over a lot of his own confidential information to the government agents who are then going to be under the auspices of a new president in order to avoid a charge. And then all that information will be rummaged through and they'll use that means to go after uh, senators and congressmen and others who've interacted with the white house. I mean, it's just a a,
0: a mess that unravels the, uh, what peaceful transition of power for time immemorial here, at least in the United States, uh, which arguably has been, you know, destroyed at this point. And I don't know if we can ever get it back, but, uh, I want to go on to the, the other issues of freedom of speech again here. As you know, we know that we are subjected to censorship on this show simply for speaking our truth perspective on uh, facts that we've uncovered or even uh, starting point uh, perspectives that are different than the official belief of those in the uh, the oligarchy like FDA or FTC. Our friends at the Alliance for Natural Health have counterpunched FTC in a free speech fight. And I know you know very well our friends there at ANH and uh, has taken on the FTC directly as well in your uh, uh, you know journey through the courts as an uh, attorney uh, defending individual liberty and freedom of speech, commercial speech as well. Uh, so this Freedom of Information Act request by um, the ANH to the FTC reveals some things. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at uh, some of this uh, but, I, you know, we appreciate so much the work of the a A&H here in defense of freedom.
2: Yeah. So they filed a Freedom of Information Act request. They're trying to, to ferret out information which would reveal nefarious interests here. As we know, the FTC sent out this interorum letter to 655 or so uh, um, producers of and marketers of dietary supplements, that's an outrageous abuse of power in and of itself. There's only one purpose for that, and that's to intimidate the speech uh, of mm-hmm. those parties without any foundation for action against any specific party They're, They cast this wide net. You see the list of the letters there 670 letters, it says. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just designed to create this interorum effect where you intimidate people into silence. So they would rather than communicate information that they would normally in the market, they're intimidated to not do so.
0: Yeah, it was like a warning letter with no that, specific that specific violation reference. It's like consider it's yourself power. power. It's,
2: it's a, power. a gross abuse of power. It's as if it's as if uh, uh, you received in the mail from uh, the a local government that governs you a letter that said, um, uh, You are among a class of individuals who are believed to be engaged in jaywalking and occasionally exceeding the speed limit. We want to let you know that the local government will be watching you, everything you do, and if you uh, happen to engage in these practices in future, that you'll be prosecuted. So the effect would be that you might ride a bicycle, Hmm. Um, you might, you know, I mean, or walk. Uh, you would be potentially um, intimidated by that, right? So if it deals with your speech, it's the same effect. Your speech is you, you decide to communicate in a, either not at all or in a different manner. That—that mm-hmm. uh, That is a gross uh, chilling effect upon the right of communicating scientific information to the public that we ought not tolerate. This is a rogue agency, the FTC. Reagan wanted to get rid of it. I certainly want to get rid of it. That would be a top priority to see, uh, introduce legislation to actually eliminate the Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Trade Commission is a disaster. It's a political monster that uh, functions like a wrecking ball and destroys businesses selectively in the market. It is a a heavily biased institution that has its own courts. And those courts uh, do not produce justice to just see the ECM biofilms case. If you have any questions about that, uh, I was the lawyer in that case. and the administrative law judge uh, recommended a decision in our favor. The FTC went uh, is, is the prosecutor and the judge. Mm-hmm. He brought the charges and the FTC commissioners also are the judge. There's no justice in that. And so we didn't get any justice from them in that case. It is an example of a gross abuse of power. When the prosecutor is also the judge, you can never have justice, never. And so this is not unusual in the administrative state. Uh, it is usual. It is the common thing. The administrative state has been a great source of violation of our economic and uh, liberty rights. Yeah. I I said over a hundred years ago,
0: when you become the next U S Senator from Virginia to replace Tim Kaine, uh, there are others in the Senate currently that may have, let's say a, a, a leaning towards your understanding, but I don't think anybody there yet understands the depth of this problem the way that you do that could articulate the reason why the FTC should be abolished, for instance, as opposed to tapping around the edges and thinking that's going to change anything. Cause that's, what's happening.
2: we see at all Yeah. Uh, antitrust acts. I'm not a big fan of antitrust law at all, but antitrust laws can be enforced by DOJ. There's no reason why we have this institution creating prior restraints and grunting around, you know, the FTC commissioners, say that they have the inherent power mm-hmm. to decide what is misleading to the american people
4: yeah. so they
2: look at language and they could take and under their criteria which is so loose they could take a statement like um coke adds life remember that old commercial yes, or do that. Yeah. coke adds life well they could say well they could then say that's deceptive in their judgment that you have to prove that drinking coca-cola extends the human lifespan you have to show that at the time you made the statement, Coke adds life, that you possessed a peer-reviewed scientific evidence, probably double-blind placebo control, clinical trial of people drinking Coke that established that it actually uh, ordinarily extended their life when the statement is meant as a euphemism. Right. Coke adds life. And everybody out there, did not it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter in the law of the FTC whether a single person is actually deceived. If a commissioner thinks the language is deceptive, that's sufficient. That's sufficient to drive someone out of business.
0: But the strange thing is, Jonathan, when is the last time they went after like a Coca-Cola, a product that clearly is not good for anybody?
2: Political decisions made by political appointees. Who you go after is a political decision. As uh, one of the former FTC commissioners uh, who's now at um, George Mason University said, he examined uh, the history of FTC actions under deceptive advertising. He Mm -hmm. found in no instance did the FTC ever find itself to have made a mistake. In every instance where they charged someone, they were always found guilty by the FTC, even when the administrative law judges evaluating the evidence recommended a different decision, Mm -hmm. one that did not find them guilty, as was the case in my trial at the FTC and ECM biofilms. Uh, The commission has 100% of the time found itself to be right in its charging decision. Now, that becomes appalling when you realize their charging decision is not made on empirical evidence. In other words, it's not made on a whole host of evidence about uh, people being deceived and losing money and fraud. No, it's based on their own hunch. So an FTC individual FTC commissioner says, oh, I saw this ad or I saw this or a complaint was filed with the FTC with an ad. Oh, I think that's deceptive. That's what triggers it. Yeah. That's what triggers the investigation. And the investigation is totally unbridled so that they can ask for all your personal financial information, every single bit of information about you and about those with whom you interact. They can send subpoenas to everybody you know. They can send subpoenas to every business with which you're affiliated. What They, they use no, this you, to destroy your business before, to cut off all your funding so that everybody... Right.
0: You know the you can't defend yourself. Now, yeah, you everybody... Jonathan, you've beaten the FDA back in court, world record, eight times. And a lot of this related to the science behind selenium and all that it can do in terms of protecting against cancer and reversing it. And I know full well, and I've seen it clinically, much less re- reviewed many peer-reviewed articles on selenium. Imagine if a dietary supplement company came out with a slogan, selenium adds life, which would be inargu- arguably scientifically validated and true, truthful. Yet they didn't go after Coca-Cola for obviously doing that as a slogan. And I don't think anybody believed it really added life and and what it meant. But if selenium, a company that makes selenium said so, oh, what would the FTC do? Even after the FDA has been beaten back on this issue.
2: Right. And with the ECM biofilms company, they came up with a uh, method of infusing conventional plastics with the equivalent of a colorant. But it wasn't a colorant. It was actually a food source for biota in the ground. So they caused what would otherwise be conventional plastic that would remain in the environment for potentially thousands of years to become biodegradable by introducing this element. And not only it's not just theoretical that it's biodegradable, but it actually is biodegradable based on gas evolution tests, not by the company that made it, not by ECM biofilms, mm-hmm. but by the companies that bought the stuff. So what would happen is ECM biofilms would give the uh, the plastic that they made with the impregnated food source for the biota to companies and say, you test this to determine if it's biodegradable. Use the standard gas evolution technology to do it. Mm-hmm. And they would test it against a control and they would find in test after test after test by different companies, all of them investigating, they all found, almost all of them found significant biodegradation. Uh, and so in other words, the biota, once you put this stuff in the ground, this conventional plastic will over time consume all the way through the plastic to get to the food source yeah. and destroy the plastic, break it down into uh, common compounds. And 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 so, rather than having plastic in the environment, it would be broken down into water into. Well, carbon. you
0: you think that the environmentalist movement would be all over and going. This is the ma- most amazing evolution, right. in the-. but right. here you have a free market innovation that would allow companies that use that plastic with this. The
2: FTC went after them based on a prior move by them to define what constituted. The term biodegradable, which they defined in a way that helped the competitors of ECM biofilms. Uh, and they made this arbitrary, unscientific, and absurd a uh, rule which was wholly anti-competitive, driven by their interest to, to assist others in competition with ECM. And what they what their rule was, which has been laughed at by mm-hmm. scientists who study biodegradation, was that in order to use the word biodegradation in commerce, you had to establish that the product would completely break down into elements in nature within one year of customary disposal,
0: which doesn't happen by the way for natural, not all naturally occurring substances that are well,
2: not nothing breaks down into elements. It always breaks down into compounds. So it's scientifically incompetent, but right. secondarily, why one year? And this is, why is it, what's magic about a year? I mean, if you throw a banana peel, which is biodegradable in the ground, it very well might still be there a year from now. If you, if a tree trunk falls on the ground, it might still be there for a year after a year. Or
0: a lot longer, yeah.
2: If, if you put an orange in the ground, it could be there after a year. That doesn't mean it's not biodegradable. That doesn't, that's not the definition of biodegradable in scientific terms or in public terms. Well,
0: no, attacked this company on behalf of competitors who didn't have this marketing advantage it, you know, to be able to say, hey, you, you have a more environmentally friendly form of plastic.
2: Right, recognize the effect of this. You destroy, you you economically ravage a company like ECM by, by forcing them to pay all this money to prove what's what has already been proven. And you're going against this absurd definition and they keep changing their definition during the case, by the way. They, have, they completely changed the charges during the case. This is a kangaroo court environment. This is the grossest injustice that has been visited upon people in this country for decades and decades, and it needs to come to an end and we need to get rid of the federal trade commission. We really do.
0: Jonathan, uh, you know, it would be an an absolute joy to watch you in the United States Senate to defeat Tim Kaine in Virginia. And reach across the aisle as well to people that genuinely have environmental concerns, which we all do, Republican and Democrat.
2: We recognize what they did. If they had gotten out of the way and let this company proceed, look how much better the environment would be. Uh, as it is, the company is still operating still. We, we've ultimately prevailed substantively in the end here in this following a sixth circuit decision. But anyway, the, the sixth circuit ruled in favor of the FTC, but substantively in the, in the, Definition of the case, if you read the decision, you say, wow, they get to communicate the information about biodegradate bi- biodegradable with a claim qualification, which is what we sought all along. So we got it out of the Sixth Circuit. Even they said they ruled in favor of the FTC, right. they actually gave us the decision. Anyway, the to make a long story short, the FTC is bad news. FTC yeah. is a absolutely abusive uh, uh, institution has been for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. It needs to be eliminated. It never was justified. Should never have come into existence it needs to go away. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the body politic cause it's part of the discussion here. We're all about health freedom. Fundamentally. I think this should be something that brings us all together, right? Do you not want freedom to know about things that could help you in your health? And it might just curtail, uh, the profitability of a drug or a series of drugs. Uh, and that's a, I don't mind that. I mean that in freedom, we would get to decide, you know, which direction we want to go. I'm not about banning modern medicine, but I'd like to see it have to compete with the things I know. Well, homeopathic medicine, herbal medicine, all the natural medicine that have been with us for time immemorial long before modern medicine came about in the way that it is and owns and controls our regulators. Uh, so I look at a lot of these things that in, a free market of ideas and and communication, we would articulate the benefits and the risks and then allow the American people to actually make decisions as if they're adults. But too many people in both parties, Republican and Democrat, believe, well, no, no, it's not the purview of the American people. We need to have this regulatory state to protect the people. And what ends up happening is those regulatory bodies get captured by industry, and then they protect the interests of the industry over the health of the people. Time and time again, FTC, FDA, etc.
2: Yeah, um, it is a falsehood that those in government possess a better understanding of what's in your best interest than you do. It is paternalism. The Constitution is dead set against it, and yet every day the bureaucratic state, the administrative state, proceeds on that premise that those who are in government who may don't even have to have a, a particular background necessarily, you've got science, you've got people who are running these agencies who frequently have no actual experience or history of any significant extent in the areas they're regulating. But somehow we give them a presumption of being expert. And you know what? It's a big fat lie. The reality is there are experts in the private sector. they are experts at universities. They're all writing and publishing and debating, and you can have access to that information and should, and you should have access to information that's not determinative. That's very rare in science, very rare. In fact, it is indeed impossible for a, a, a proposition to be accepted universally in science as true. And, even if it were the case, the government could decide what is true and what is not, you would have a situation where people with political power could use that power to their advantage in insisting that you not have access to what would challenge an orthodoxy. Because in areas of science, for example, certainly in other areas, but in areas of science, we have a revolution about every year or two that causes a orthodoxy that had been accepted to be mm-hmm. rejected in the scientific community. The government lags behind. The government insists on it for political reasons. Mm-hmm. The government will not allow, for example, the truth about COVID to come to the forefront and to affect their decision-making. Instead, you get the Biden administration contemplating a return to masking and to insistence upon vaccines. Are you crazy? After all the information we have about what has gone wrong with the vaccine, Mm -hmm. about how unhelpful it was, did not change the trajectory of COVID infection in this country. One iota. Yeah, 80% of the population got sick with COVID one way or another. They said that the vaccine would somehow make it less severe. Oh, really? In individual cases, people have had the vaccine and have had more severe uh, COVID responses when they got infected with COVID. In fact, the Pfizer information shows COVID as one of the adverse effects of the vaccine. <inaudible> yeah.
0: And Naomi Wolf's coming on an hour too, Dr. Wolf. She's amazing. And she's dug deep on the, the Pfizer issue on fertility issues. And you know, that's something I've been keenly interested in. We, we featured some of that in the uh, documentary film we did Utah safe and effective. Uh, it, it is just stunning how much consensus science gets wrong, right? Oh, it's a 51% majority. So it must be yeah. this. Like, I
2: mean, look. Whether We're all human. We make mistakes. There are influences that affect our judgments in one way or another. But if we don't have an open free market environment in which individuals are allowed to challenge orthodoxies and challenge uh, one position or another, then we don't have a dynamic environment in which you have access to all kinds of information Mm -hmm. and can be fully informed in making your decisions that's what it's all about if you keep free free speech if you allow for a free wide ro- robust environment of debate you end up with the greatest opportunity for you to be able to decide what is in your unique interests and not have a politician decide it when you give government control over speech what you get is a limited sliver that of information yeah. that is politically beneficial for them to have you consider the FDA it took the preposterous, outrageous decision, uh, position in the Pearson case that the First Amendment did not apply to the FDA. They actually argued that in my case. Mm-hmm. The First Amendment does not apply to the Food and Drug Administration. Are you kidding me? The Constitution of the United States does not apply to an executive branch agency that's under the Constitution? You know, And, and then in addition to that, they took the position that if the public received information about a potential health benefit, from like folic acid reducing neural tube defect births for women of childbearing age before they become pregnant. If they receive that information, they would act irresponsibly and consume mass quantities of folic acid to the point of driving themselves into a coma. I mean, they, they're, they're, their whole conception is that people are too stupid hmm. to evaluate life and have to have the government decide all questions for them. Yeah. They really believe that. Well, At the FDA, they really believe that.
0: I know it's a delusion that they uh, exist in and it makes it so hard for us. The average folks to go, how is this possible that they do what they do? But you're right. They become true believers in so their.
2: It's, it's our life, right? Mm-hmm. It's our own life. We mm-hmm. get to decide. We will decide what we want to do with our own mm-hmm. lives. We will decide. And if we want to decide to take folic acid to reduce neural tube effect births, that should be our choice. If we make a mistake on dosing, and we consume a little more than we should have, that won't affect us most likely. You have to have mass quantities of public yeah. acid, really good number on you. But nevertheless, <laughs> if you make that decision, that's your choice, right? Yeah, so yeah. in the end, you take the risks every day and you have to decide what role is it for government in our constitutional republic to have them stand in your way and say, no, 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 you shouldn't have information because there's a chance
0: you, you might use that.
2: I think is wrong.
0: No, Jonathan, you're right. And uh, we need more Jonathan Imorge out there defending individual liberty, whether that be in the courts or in this case, as you're running for the United States Senate, in Virginia, leading candidate uh, for the Republican Party. But right now this goes beyond Politics in terms of the party politics, I believe when we see what's happening here And this is the interesting thing. We don't have time to talk about this But what Bobby Kennedy is doing for the on the Democrat side. It's great because he speaks, you know with intelligence and integrity Truth and that's what everybody's craving whether they have a D or an R by their name the willingness to engage intellectually debate discuss even argue these things and we're all better off for that rather than you know Politicians that spew nonsense and everybody kind of senses want that anymore. So Jonathan, everybody check out emord4va.com, emord4va.com. There's upcoming events in Lancaster County. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the June 20th, Culpeper County, June 22nd. Uh, another Rally to Save America, June 27th. Uh, and we've done some of them with you. are lot, They're And people are so ready for a message of limited government and more freedom for the people of speech and of other things, including health and healing. So, Jonathan, God bless you, my brother. Thanks for being with me on the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour.
2: You bet, Robert. Good to be with you. All Take right,
0: care. lots more healing to go on the Robert Scad Bell show. We've got uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, coming back on the show and uh, you know how much I enjoyed uh having her on the first time we did was I I I don't um as I say uh, uh I hope I didn't overreact because I was I was so excited to have her on, but she's back so I probably didn't. And we're going to talk about the infertility issues associated with the Pfizer jab and whole host of other things that I know we can chat with her about. So this is the fun we get to have on the Robert Scott Bell show. We're going to take a quick break. I got, uh, an opening, uh, uh, there's a news item about Rochelle Walensky. Remember her CDC, she's doing what the FBI is doing when questioned about things. It's going to be interesting. You'll watch that. And then we'll bring Dr. Wolf in the mix and have a great hour coming up. Robert slash listen for the chat room, chime in questions, comments. We'll be right back with you after this. Cause the power to heal is yours. All right, this hour on the Robert Shad Bell Show, Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, joins us again. And I always enjoy, uh, whether she's here or not, watching what she's writing about, reporting on, again, with the intellectual integrity that I appreciate so much. And uh, she's dug deep on uh, the Pfizer uh, jab issue. And it turns out Bobby Kennedy has talked about preceding even Pfizer and Moderna getting the hands on these things. They weren't the creators of it. The Department of Defense working with defense contractors did this fascinating journeys as we go and look at the cdc and their military garb as well it's, it's a fascinating thing it's war everywhere always war warfare uh it's declarations of war war on this war on that in the meantime those who have engaged in gain-of-function studies have declared war on humanity i believe and agencies like the cdc have uh participated gleefully in that war and now as they're being called out uh Wolensky it's uh, herself is a, a chameleon like creature that just kind of dodges and weaves mu- much like the FBI uh, what we saw in hour 1 uh, avoiding the issue of some things that don't look good for Biden right this shouldn't be about R's and ds but yeah that's the political realities we're dealing with but maybe it's changing maybe it's changing Uh, CDC's Walensky-Dodges censorship question defending COVID vaccines during a contentious pandemic hearing. Uh, Real quick, let's play our first clip. I want to bring Dr. Naomi Wolf in on this as well. She can comment. I know we got one other clip, and then we'll go into a lot of discussion with her on these and many other issues. So go ahead and play that first clip.
4: Recently, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that during the COVID-19 pandemic, the establishment kind of waffled a bunch of facts and then asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being more debatable or true. Did the CDC work with Meta or I like to call it Facebook still to censor or otherwise alter any post?
5: Here's what I can tell you. The most important thing that has gotten out, us out of this pandemic, I think, is our vaccine and how well they work and how I, safe I they are. I understand that. And it was really important that the American people understand how well they work and how I, safe I they are. I
4: understand it. Um, did, but, did,
5: did, but in terms of the communications, that is, again, something that I'm not going to speak to because it is currently under so you're court- not going to answer the question. Uh, it is currently under court litigation.
4: I hear that so much on everything we do. It's, a, it's currently under investigation. Did the President take a bribe? Dr. Jackson is currently under investigation. Did the CDC ever work with Facebook to craft internal policies on censoring posts regarding Again, this is something
5: that is under court litigation. What I will say, though, it is so very important to get correct, factual information out to people to understand the overwhelming benefit of these vaccines over the very What about Twitter?
4: Can you answer that?
5: Again, under court litigation. So you
4: refuse to answer the question?
5: No, what I'm saying is it is under court litigation. Um, And I will say that the most important thing that we were working towards at CDC is to get facts out.
0: And we found out the CDC is a purveyor of uh, not facts, but opinions uh, to support those that have uh, engaged in capturing our uh, federal agencies, FDA, CDC as well, and others, Uh, EPA even. You know, we've talked about that. Bobby Kennedy knows about it. I think Dr. Naomi Wolf knows about it, too. She's back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Naomi, welcome back.
6: Thanks so much for having me again. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, it's great to have you back. I'm, I'm just thrilled that you're here. Um, in, any perspective that you have seeing that clip, and there's one more I want to play, that it just, it's more the dodge and weave is like, uh, what what legal basis do they have not answered just to say, well, it's under litigation. I can understand that in certain cases, if you, you, you know, you can't speak about certain things, but I think there's a lot they don't want us to know.
6: Oh, absolutely. Specifically, Dr. Walensky. Um, I watch Key. Um, I watched
7: Imani from beginning to end, and as I've been saying publicly all day long today, i certain that Dr. Walensky perjured herself before Congress at least twice. And the clip you just ran, because she's among the people who are suing her for colluding Twitter and Facebook and the Department of Homeland Security and the White House to censor is me. I am suing her. Because we found that uh, the email exchanges, uh, this was brought forward into public view by two Republican attorneys general, the AG of Missouri and the AG of Louisiana. They're in black and white that they censored me and others, and not only that, they're aimed at me, me and no doubt others. And what they were censored about it everyone who's watching this because what they were sensory was my accurately warning women in 2021 that there were reports, eyewitness reports, women t- talking about their own bodies um, subsequent to receiving the mRNA injection. And, and if that had not been seen now, what we are seeing and what the Pfizer documents under the leadership of our team of 3,500 doctors and scientists has revealed which is um a uh, 13 to 20% drop in live births in, in north america and missing babies and in the pfizer documents um our team of researchers has revealed that pfizer knew that there would be these drops in safe miscarriages and spontaneous abortions and they knew exactly what And Dr. Wilentz, just one example of her, um, I mean, I guess she didn't perjure herself there, but she because she colluded in an unconstitutional way with Mm -hmm. the private information that would have saved women from horrific harm and saved babies from being aborted um, with spontaneous abortion and miscarriage.
0: All right. Hey, doctor Naomi Namely-Wolf, uh, we're having some dropouts on your audio. I don't know if you're connected by phone or tablet. And, and Super Don, if there's a suggestion, because I don't want to lose any of her words ever, because uh, what she's saying is so uh, powerfully important to hear. I and mean, we've talked about this issue of fertility, infertility, et cetera, and the relationship between these COVID jabs and that, much less the deceptions and lies from our own government or a- agencies like Walensky. Um, is it possible, uh, Dr. Wolf, you could do a quick reconnect uh, so we can... Sure. Well sure 109876 yeah there's it's a delay but there's the dropout better? in your audio mm-hmm. yeah I don't I'll know call why back. That happened. Sure. okay thanks I'll call we'll back. be right back with Dr. Wolf in the meantime we're gonna play the second clip of Dr. Walensky bobbing and weaving and, and lying clearly as uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf has pointed out in a suit that she has uh, against her in the CDC, I think at this point, go ahead and play that clip, Super Don, and
4: we'll get. Facebook's it. policy on coronavirus misinformation, dated February 8, 2021, said that it would purge quote false claims, including the notion that COVID-19 is man-made or manufactured. Director, did the CDC ever recommend that Facebook or other companies censor posts promoting the lab leak theory? we are all
5: we're speaking to the same thing these are all uh, situations that are under court litigation i will not be speaking did,
4: to did the cdc ever recommend that facebook or other companies censor posts suggesting that vaccines did not prevent the infection or, or spread of COVID nineteen? what was most
5: them. important to cdc was to get information about how well the vaccines were working and how safe they are and um you know many of the questions all of the questions that you're asking are along the same lines they're currently under litigation in the courts
4: in 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 one email a CDC official tells a Twitter employee that, quote, CDC is working on a project with census to leverage their infrastructure to, di- to identify and monitor social media for vaccine misinformation, unquote. And that they would, quote, like the opportunity to work with Twitter's trust team on a regular basis to discuss what they are seeing, end quote. So Director, did the CDC work on a regular basis with Twitter or other companies to monitor or censor vaccine misinformation? Congressman, in, in my
5: answer is the same. It's the same It's the same line of questioning.
0: I don't know how that woman sleeps at night unless she's on major medication uh, with the deceptions and lies she's engaged in. Uh, we are under censorship. We've been banned by YouTube. Of course, that's permanent. Uh, we are banned by Spotify, which is interesting because Joe Rogan's on Spotify interviewing Bobby Kennedy today. Uh, we are banned on, uh, let's see, what else? LinkedIn. Uh, right now, uh, our fans page on, on Facebook has been banned uh, simply because we discuss things that they don't want discussed. And yesterday we had our good friend, uh, Ginger Taylor, who's spent decades calling through the medical literature, the peer reviewed literature on vaccines and adverse events, including yes, the A word, autism. And I think that's what triggered another level of ban. And all that she refers to in her website is peer reviewed medical literature. Dr. Naomi Wolf, again, it, there's such an anti-science bias in our government, it's embarrassing.
6: Yeah, can you hear me better now? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, it's worse than an anti-science bias, uh, you know, in spite of that questioning, that committee, Republicans and Democrats treated Dr. Walensky with kid gloves. So what people really have to know, and I go into this in detail in my book, The Bodies of Others, is that um Facebook is invested in the vaccines and Google is invested in the vaccines. Big tech benefited. I mean, I, I'm the CEO of a tech company. I know you know what makes a tech company profitable? When you lock people in and close schools and force them to wear masks when they try to venture into real life, it means people are driven onto digital platforms, and the tech companies' uh, net revenue went up on average. And I follow all these numbers in my book, 23% during the lockdowns. um, They colluded with one another and with the government in something called the COVID-19 response project. Uh, And not just them, but like Nintendo, Bloomberg, Amazon, you know, Google, as I mentioned, Facebook, Twitter, they colluded to, you know, censor all points of view that would have raised questions about the lockdowns and the origins of the virus and the vaccines and the drive toward vaccine passports, which is their ultimate goal. Um, so so basically tech is in bed with they're they're directing the CDC. Um, that's what people have to understand, and the CDC is tr- is harvesting data for big tech. That's why you know in that hearing she kept pushing. Dr. Walensky kept pushing for data authority. They they she's being used as a cat's paw to rip the last vestiges of HIPAA, which mm-hmm. is our medical privacy protections, away from us. So big tech which is really calling the scene, calling the shots here, um, you know, gets to 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 that gold mine of our medical mm-hmm. data, which is now privacy protected. So, uh, you know, Republicans should have been asking tough follow up questions or asking the right questions. They weren't. Um, and that's because they take money from Google. They take right. money from pharma.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Data authoritarianism is what it's about and uh, we need folks, I don't care if they have an RRD, if they're willing to engage uh, directly and not let them off the hook in this case. And um, you know, we've we've seen under the, the past few years of COVID how it has been unfortunately politicized where it shouldn't have been ever. Uh, and that largely, again, not 100%, but largely the Democrats somehow fell in line with the big pharma party line more than the Republicans in this case, which sort of flipped the script on some of the history of politics in America. And yet I see some hope that the political left may be awakening to that reality because of the work of uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.
6: I don't know. I mean, what's, I don't know what to say. What's your evidence. I mean, right now, the fact what our team has found in the Pfizer documents, which is essentially the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history with a special focus on destroying the fertility of women, Mm -hmm. that should be front page news on all the liberal leaning legacy media, which used to have me on reporting about women's health issues for
0: 35 years. So they're still Um, not inviting you to discuss this?
6: Crickets, nothing, zero,
0: literally nothing. It might've changed a little bit, apparently not.
6: So I have like, I'm glad I'm nonpartisan. I'm glad RFK Jr. is doing so well in the polls against someone who is literally has dementia and I mean, respectfully has dementia and should not be being abused by being put into public office. But that's to me. That's not necessarily a sign that the left is waking
0: up. Okay. Well, good. I appreciate as I know you do. Just call it as you see it. And uh, you know, I try. I try to encourage folks to not be reactive in terms of the right-left Hegelian dialectic. Uh, but so many still are. But I, I. I like to think that Bobby Kennedy running is kind of opening some people's eyes and ears and hearts, perhaps that. Uh, this shouldn't be a partisan issue. This should be about, you know, right. protecting humanity and, and women, particularly as we pointed out the first time you were on and then included in our documentary in Utah about the fact that they, the study designs didn't even think to look at female menstrual cycle irregularities. Once they conducted the first injections, it's like you didn't even put that in the parameters of the test. I'm like, do you hate women or is this something, well, what, it, what was it that missed something so obvious?
6: Well, it's, it's worse than that, respectfully. I mean, these internal documents, which were, as I may have mentioned, released under court order that the FDA had requested the court to keep hidden for 75 years, they show that even before the documents were rolled out, and certainly in the first three months, they show that Pfizer knew they were ruining women menstrually and that they were ruining women um, uh, you know, across the board, but certainly in terms of their reproductive health. For instance, there's a chart in the Pfizer documents that our expert... Dr. Robert Chandler identified and wrote about in one of the reports, the 74 reports that our team issued. And he's a distinguished sports medicine physician who has treated the Angels and the Lakers and other national sports teams. He showed this chart. It has literally 20 different um, lines for 20 different horrible things that Pfizer knew they were doing to women's menstrual cycles Mm -hmm. with tens of thousands of women in their study in each category. So literally bleeding every day of your life, tens of thousands of women, Uh, two periods a month, tens of thousands of women, five digits of women, Um, no periods a month and meaning no babies. And there's a group in Europe called where's my cycle, five figures of women, Um, women, you know, having horrific hemorrhages, uh, agonizing cramps, passing tissue, thousands of women, Um, 10-year-old girls menstruating upon being injected, you know, uh, 80-year-old women uh, menstruating, you know, decades after menopause. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's all right there. And Pfizer, you know, and this is why I keep invoking Mengele, and I'm Jewish and the granddaughter of someone who lost nine siblings to the Holocaust, so I don't say this lightly, but it is a Mengele-type document in which they literally know they're ruining women's lives, disabling them and ruining their fertility, and they just keep going. And Dr. Walensky had this information and knew about it. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of what Pfizer knew they were doing to women.
0: I don't know how this ties into transgender ideology as well, where there's apparently no no difference between men and women, or if, they, if there were, it doesn't matter. We can switch you by physically altering you and medicating you out of endocrine function. I mean, there is, to my mind, a very twisted, sick view of the world by what i've called the demon spawn of ig Farben, nazi germany you know how they broke up ig Farben and it kind of dispersed to the world as various companies and they've basically engaged in the same kind of behavior same kind of anti-human belief that they can just alter humanity however they want to and the suffering that happens who cares it it hasn't gone away world war ii never ended in terms of the nazification if you will of medicine
6: yeah i mean you know, I think you're on to something very important here. And, and again, just having seen the abyss that I stare at every day in, in my work overseeing the volunteers and Amy Kelly's work, my COO overseeing the volunteers, um, it is a war against women in these documents. Uh, women are, are 72% of the sufferers of the adverse events in the Pfizer documents, and it's not just reproductively, it's across the board, stroke, liver damage, kidney damage, right. arthritis, um, all the neurological events that these documents have at industrial scale. Women are grossly um, overrepresented, which raises a real question. It seems that they've managed to create a formula that targets women systematically. And I don't even like, I don't even understand the science of that, right? Like how would a woman's liver be different from a man's liver? But over and over again, it's women vastly overrepresented, They're including in death. A, vul-
0: a vulnerability that we didn't know that they had, but they figured it out. And, they and, figured and it out, exactly. It.
6: But where I wanted to go with that is that, you know, the lipid nanoparticles, I'm just zipping through, you know, damage the placenta, uh, enter the fetus, damage the testes of the baby boys. So we don't know if they'll grow up to be adult men, enter the breast milk, poison the breast milk, kill babies. I mean, there are babies who die in the Pfizer documents from drinking their vaccinated mom's breast milk. Um, Vaccinated men were told not to have intercourse with childbearing age women in the documents. And if they did, to use two reliable forms of contraception uh, and exposure to the vaccine is defined by Pfizer as inhalation and skin contact, meaning shedding is real, but also sexual intercourse with vaccinated men. I'm sorry to tell the vaccinated men in your audience that. So they knew there was something in the semen, presumably, of vaccinated men that's damaging either to women or to the fetus. I mean, there's this psychotically neurotic focus on ruining human reproduction. Well, where I'm going with that is I do think, like look at what else is happening. There was just an announcement about um, artificial embryos. Uh, China is working on artificial wombs. Um, BioMilk was launched in a PR campaign during the uh, baby formula shortage of last year, but also what these documents show is that Pfizer knew they were poisoning, as I mentioned, vaccinated mom's breast milk, through lipid nanoparticles and polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum product entering breast milk. So what what I guess I'm trying to say is you get rid of women and you put a paywall around human reproduction and, and the acquisition of a baby. And that is a tech bro's dream. Like the way I've put it other times is that humans have managed to have sex and have babies for free for you know thousands yeah, and thousands of years. Yeah. Um, but why not disrupt that and make women obsolete, uh, disrupt the role that women play in holding families and civilization together. Because I do believe we're at war here or that war is being waged against us here in the West. And that's a fantastic way to create this kind of post democratic, post humanistic tech run transhumanist society just no more women disable them make them sterile make them valueless
0: well and then of course the profit in in making babies then becomes you know an institutionalized corporate endeavor where you have to come to us if you want kids it's going to cost you and this is the synthetic uh, rea- new reality again comes back to issues like transhumanism uh a- as well and and how that kind of came to the fore through uh, various World Economic Forum meetings and who's who's engaged in what they're trying to do. It's not like they're hiding the agenda. Yeah. It's those of us who speak of their agenda are dismissed by those in the corporate media as making this up, conspiracy theorists, right? right the dismissive term. Uh, but I don't think it's falling the way it did before and landing, right? Again, yeah. I, I bring up the Bobby Kennedy example as they try to dismiss him as an anti-vaxxer so you shouldn't pay attention to him. And now he is being invited on more left-leaning shows, although not mainstream type things, but. That they're now going, oh, maybe I've been lied to about Bobby Kennedy. Even Joe Rogan admitted apparently today on his show going, I thought all of this stuff and you were kooky in this. And now he went in and read the real Anthony Fauci and and started doing the research, realizing there's heavy research just as you've done to relate these things. And the question is, what what outlets are allowing you on besides, you know, the new media of which I'm a part uh, to discuss to the depth that we get to discuss it here?
6: I mean, honestly, it's it's so tragic. I'm a lot, li- you know, until two years ago, I was a lifelong Democrat. And now I'm unaffiliated because literally all the people I thought would be advocates of women's health and women's sexual and reproductive health. Crickets, silence, you know, the feminist health establishment who used to care about women and babies. nothing. The people I talk to these days are, overwhelmingly you know pastors like male conservative religious guys mm-hmm. who actually turn out to care about women and babies and and all the right-on feminist men and women are completely silent while there's this murderous regime aimed at you know women and babies um I look I'm, I'm never allowed on legacy media anymore that isn't the, you know it's just the situation I'm not bemoaning that except that a lot of people remain in very serious danger who only get their news from CNN and NPR. But I do want to caution you Mm -hmm. and everyone watching, you know, I'm an acquaintance of RFK Jr.'s. I admire the heck out of him, but I also was a political consultant Mm -hmm. for, you know, President Clinton's campaign and uh, Vice President Gore. And, And my then husband was a White House speechwriter. And that was decades ago before the you know, true criminality of the current regime. I guess what I'm trying to say is if Bobby Kennedy Jr. is getting, I'm sorry, if RFK Jr. is getting airtime on legacy media, then, and I trust his integrity, but then mm-hmm. what it says to me as an analyst is that the powers that be on the Dem side realize that they don't have a bench Mm -hmm. and that um, they're going to allow him to be the nominee. That's awesome. But I also, I guess what I'm trying to say is everyone watching has to snap out of this and they're counting on this, right? This instinct of, Mm -hmm. oh good, it's being taken care of. You know, the the white knight on the white horse has arrived. That is not gonna happen because I can tell you and again, respecting RFK Jr. hugely, if the Dems let someone like him be the nominee and it is a let right because yes. there are such criminals, yeah. then like no one gets to be in the White House without signing away certain compromises, you know that yeah. are fundamental, and that's true of you know the like Al Gore was a good guy, believe it or not, he really cared about the issues. There is only so much you can do once you're in the White House with the with the way that um, powerful forces surround the candidate mm-hmm. or the nominee or yeah. the elected, and and literally don't let them move to the right or the left. So I guess all I'm trying to say is, if we're going to get out of this, it's not because our candidate is going to win, mm-hmm. you know, whoever that may be, on uh, President Trump either, or you know, no. Kamala Harris, whatever god awful yeah. candidate, yeah. you know, the Dems yeah. prop yeah. up. And, it's and because I, there is a no. grassroots rebellion that yeah. is
0: resistant and, and peaceful. And I pre- appreciate very much your. A sobering perspective, and we share that here at the same time. You know, I appreciate certain folks that I've met and come to know over the years or observed over the years that have a level of integrity, intellectual and otherwise, that seemingly are resistant to being purchased and have a track record of, like, you can't buy me. Yeah. Uh, of course, with the Kennedy family, I think Bobby Kennedy knows what's at risk in terms of life and death with his family's, uh, you know, situation that he's been through. Sure. Uh, and in the case of my friend, uh, Jonathan Emdod, who was on in the previous hour, who's running for the United States Senate in Virginia to displace Tim Kaine, again, man, who's just so committed to the Constitution, limited government, that right. it really rises beyond partisanship. Even though right now, as you see, certain parties have bought certain things, and you know, and so the political reality is, even if I assume, uh, let's say, if Ron Paul was allowed to be the guy back when he was running as a Republican and he had the grassroots and so exciting even if you were president, it wasn't, wouldn't change things overnight to your point. Well, I mean, no, I'm seeing
6: something a little bit different. If you don't mind my drilling down on this, because it's very important for people to understand when someone, even if someone you love, you know, who appears to have all kinds of integrity gets elected to that level. Mm -hmm. If you don't speak up like constantly and powerfully and in an organized way, the people on the inside cannot do anything for you or can't do much. In other words, they have to be able to show whatever they want to do. They have to be able to show the powerful forces right around the table. You know, look, I, I hear you. I feel your pressure, but look, I can't do that because all these millions of people are pushing in -hmm. another direction. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to save them. You can't wait for them to save you.
0: Yeah. In other words, there are no political saviors, which is an important, Uh, uh, let's say maturation, if you will,
6: without our engagement,
0: without our engagement. Exactly. So engaging in that, that's a a very, again, very important thing to consider, even if we like and appreciate people that we'd like to be in office, uh, that it takes all of us to to push on that from this point forward and operate on the localist of local levels as well, uh, where they try to uh, well, it, they've implicated themselves at so many levels, and especially this issue of the pharmaceutical church or industrial complex making right. inroads at every level of government and society, including phrase. the religious organizations, as we saw uh, yeah. within COVID, uh, the cooperation and many religious leaders. And that was another part of the documentary we did, Utah Safe and Effective, where we talked about the institutionalized conflicts of interest between medicine and state. Medicine and Media and Medicine in Church. Which oh, is- I
6: can't wait to watch it. Wow.
0: Yeah. Nice. yeah. So UtahSafeAndEffective.org. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely free to watch. Um, We've uploaded it in two parts as well to Brighteon.com because uh, that way we know we weren't going to get censored. But so far it hasn't been censored, although it hasn't been picked up and promoted because it really posits a different way going forward that is not popular on any side of the equation Mm. because it really addresses the numerous conflicts of interest where nothing is left untouched pretty much. Uh, And I think, again, that's the the point of our ability to talk about these things is very uncomfortable because we'd like to believe certain things and then – Oh my gosh there are a lot of people if they're not evil themselves are engaging in evil activity much like you've described the war on women which is a war on all humanity uh, right. and, and and can't be diminished in any way shape or form you know it, my background growing up pharmaceutically allopathically heading to the doctor realm like my, my uncle the doctor who warned me not to become an allopathic doctor <laughs> even though he was one finding homeopathy and then engaging in helping myself and then others including many women over the years that had menstrual and uh, various difficulties in terms of fertility, finding out long before COVID and these COVID jabs that even the so-called traditional vaccinations had negative impact due to some strangeness in regards to how they produce them, including aborted fetal cell tissue and and no investigation into how that might impact future fertility, much less the male-female distinction coming from you know various sides. These are the things you would want to engage in to go, all right, what is the end result of all of this? And they accepted, the, rel- the religion of vaccinology. And now many mm-hmm. doctors like Peter McCullough and others are waking up and going, you know what? I was vaccinated. My kids were vaccinated. My grandkids are not going to get vaccinated. Right. So there's an awakening wow. looking backwards now that those have been duped, if you will, or programmed to not see mm-hmm. certain things. Whereas my holistic brethren, naturopaths, herbalists, chiropractors that largely don't engage in those, uh, let's mm-hmm. say experiments on children, uh, mm-hmm. have pointed out and, and we're coming to find out that we were all right the experts were all wrong. Wow! Now what do we do? Right?
6: right. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Why it? Why is there aborted fetal cells in other vaccines?
0: Well, even if it, they're not in there, as we know, they're they're utilized to experiment. Part of the process of of uh, you know the the rapidly reproducing cell lines that they can utilize. But I don't fully understand the purpose for uh, that. There is technology to use let's say without having to resort to that. So I wonder, was there a greater purpose that I still don't even know, knowing that there are nefarious agendas afoot that have become very apparent, including what you've right. uncovered that I now have to look back and go, was it just convenient or was there another agenda? Why did they do that?
6: Right? Well, let me ask you this very specifically. I mean, these days from what I've seen, there is no evil or psychotic weirdness that mm-hmm. I, I won't ask questions about because of what I've seen to date. Yeah. Um, I was told that I had to get a flu shot, which I never get. And I, you know, never suffer much from flu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was during COVID, and a loved one has an allergist who said that all the people around my loved one had to get flu shots, which is just one of those Marxist kind of, right. you know, treat everyone as a community instead of as individuals. Yeah. And and I was very upset about it, but I I did it. Uh and I insisted on reading the uh, package insert and it had a, a cell line from a female spaniel that was sacrificed in the 1940s mm-hmm. spaniel cells in my body and I looked into this a little more and it seems as if the the experimentation the cultivation of the flu shot mm-hmm. ingredients could have been done as well on egg whites as mm-hmm. opposed to injecting spaniel cells into my body and honestly I felt super weird, Mm -hmm. you know, after, after that flu shot, I felt like there was another entity entity. I mean, I don't want to say I felt possessed, but but it's the way, I mean, I think like you're an, you're a homeopath. There's, there's something I'd really like to explore here because I, it's the way I felt differently, but Mm -hmm. the way I felt, um, I had a back injury and this may be a lot of TMI, but, um, Mm -hmm. I had a, what is the, fusion spinal fusion Mm -hmm. and they used and i only found this out later they used a kind of paste or concrete that they made out of cadaver bones so someone else's bones were in my body and i literally felt like you know there was someone with other characteristics than mine Mm -hmm. like luckily both of these things have resolved but i guess what i'm saying is maybe there are um resonances right. from other living beings that accumulate. I mean, with homeopathy, you think there are resonances in yeah. water molecules. So I guess talk to me about that because that is super weird, yeah. but but I've, I've personally subjectively experienced this like sense of strangeness when other living, formerly living cells were injected into my body.
0: Well, you're asking the right questions that seemingly are never asked by those in control of the so-called scientific endeavors and product development that and it's not just as you point out human tissue it's like animal tissue it's foreign dna and rna from animals it's like it's one thing to ingest something and go through the process of the GI tract, the breakdown, all the things that happened that have happened since humanity and animals have coexisted. It's another thing to inject, bypass the various levels of how we interact with our environment. That is another level of corruption in terms mm-hmm. of you know, surgical placement as well. You don't have an opportunity to interact. The body seems to have a, a way to interact with the environment that way as by design. And yet you're right, right about the resident frequencies and what we would argue maybe memories of if you've talked to people ever that had transplant organs. Right how they, they, they made movies about this, or suddenly they had this connection or something changed dramatically in their personalities, et cetera, that that's the other part of, uh, of life that is not considered by the brilliance of surgeons that can do amazing things. But, you know, should we do all the things that they're trying to do in terms of transgendering people and, and, and that kind of thing, but you're, you know, the resonant Reality of connection to spiritual realities to the physical connection as if all of this is Bruce Lipton, cellular biologist. I don't know if you've ever met or talked with him. Talks about the receptors are like antennas uh, to the you know the very creation of who we or the essence of who we are. Which which receptors?
6: Neurological receptors or no, no, all
0: all cell receptors. Are oh, wow. like antenna you know it's like an energetic interface to the world even though we break it down and say oh it's a reductionist biochemical interaction only right. but right. it's so much beyond chemistry again that's what the homeopaths have argued and been dismissed because we have a materialistic reductionist right. you know we that that's who won <laughs> not right. like the right but they've predominantly been profitable and therefore squashed every competition in, in terms of uh engaging intellectually on these subjects yet quantum physics would lend itself more towards what we're discussing you know energetic qualities yeah. of the which it means
6: that it's very dangerous to you know whack well all these things yeah. are unknown right sure. i mean the the spike protein the the uh, they've known for 10 years that lipid nanoparticles traverse every membrane in the human body which makes it all the more criminal that they that yeah. that's the basis of these mRNA injections, but. I guess what I'm trying to say is the people who are treating, you know, aborted fetuses, spaniels, cadavers, as if they're nothing humans, as if they're nothing but objects, um, probably are getting it wrong and opening a Pandora's box to all kinds of potentially serious problems in the future. Yeah. just,
0: Just as I believe we'll one day look back at the viral causation hypothesis of disease is completely wrong.
6: Right. really uh, you you believe that
0: oh absolutely but it, not to say that, that that there isn't some level of interactivity that is associated with disease but maybe the result of right dysregulation due to toxicity deficiency and also communication uh, but the gain of function that's a whole other thing now we're not talking god created scenarios we're talking about man monkeying with creation and going right. well it's a it's a michael crichton novel now right we're all living in that reality but yes, because we abandoned the uh, vitalistic view of the body that, you know, there's plenty of rich history of, of physicians that even questioned these things and brought them up. Some have succeeded more than others, but by and large, it's been dismissed outright and we're called, just as we said, either conspiracy theories, kooks, nuts, right. anything like that. Turns out as Copernicus, Galileo, Semmelweis, Duisburg, and all of these that have Wakefield simply observing and reporting their observations mm-hmm. of course it leads to inconvenient conclusions right uh, you know but they're dismissed because it it threatens the very profit center of an industry that deems to own and control all of life and so yeah into and, yeah.
6: and control healing because yeah. if people understood these things you know well i mean let's just look at <laughs> i that's why i love talking to people like you um l- let's look at and, and I address this to the bodies of others, You know the, the guidelines we were given um, at the in the pandemic: stay inside in multi generational households. The playgrounds were closed. The hiking trails were closed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we were left. We were bombarded with a fear state. Sorry for that, um, light. Yeah, lots and of sunshine
0: coming in in your uh, window there.
6: Yes, I'm um, trying to change that for you but i mean oh, be-
0: okay the thing is i'm th- so thrilled that we got the audio fixed because I, yes. again, every word that comes out of your there mouth you i value and i appreciate again your willingness to yeah. bring it up and discuss it you know
6: thank you so that's the best i can do um right. <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get away from
0: We're this like light. A superhero. Uh, not a super villain so it's okay okay thank you
6: well what i was gonna say is um the, you know, luckily, I'm not a medical doctor, but luckily I've read 400 years of English literature and there have been, you know, pandemics, epidemics, waves of horrible infectious disease, much worse than this one at its worst. Oh, wow. uh, for 400 years, cholera, typhus, um, Spanish flu, uh, you know, bubonic plague before that. I mean, s- s- yellow fever in Philadelphia, you know, in the 1780s. Uh, and... Ne- always the the you know the, the advice was hygiene fresh air good nutrition um peaceful mind you know peaceful mind sleep rest mm-hmm. and and that was just turned upside down um and i guess i guess where i'm going is we who were not vaccinated have retained our ability to heal And these injections, um, and this is in the Pfizer documents, they knew this would happen, uh, destroy people's immunity. Well, I guess where I'm going with that is maybe, not that it's a good sign, but maybe in this horrific attack on humanity, there's a silver lining that people are reluctant to hand over a narrative that only allopathic doctors and pharmaceuticals can heal me. And maybe people are becoming much more curious about or interested in. their bodies and minds own mm-hmm. and maybe prayers, you know own potential to to heal. You know people maybe people are taking back the power of um, being experts on their health mm-hmm. by themselves. Yeah, I
0: guess I wanted like, to ask you about that. I would like to believe that some Democrats are waking up and yet you, you threw a little bit of cold water on that and I acknowledge Sorry. it too. No, you don't have to apologize. Again, that's why we engage in this. And I some of it is wishful thinking that we could, you know, kind of come together and see through this. The same way I have witnessed in my own life, my own family, and many that I've helped. Despite all the naysayers of modern medicine going, no, that doesn't work. That's impossible. On and on, I've seen it—the impossible be possible. At a certain point, you go, these people really don't know what they're doing, except (laughs) if they know how to cut you open and stitch you up. Okay, good. That's a skill I can teach that to anybody. But the idea here is to go beyond that to again a, a spiritual reality that goes beyond reductionism, beyond just chemistry. Mm And recognizes there's so much more to life than what has been predominantly sold to us over a few centuries now. And I go back into the history books that I didn't learn growing up in medical well, not well, medical training and education, but um Divided Legacy by Harris Coulter. Series of books that goes into the unedited, unabridged medical history of America. You're like shocked that. All of that happened, and we were never told. I never heard the word homeopathy mm-hmm. until I was 24. Uh, they taught it at Armory University, where I went, up until 1949 on the medical school wow. curriculum. It was one of the last holdouts of medical schools after Flexner Report in 1910. That's 18- so interesting. 1844, the American Institute of Homeopathy was established, because mm-hmm. homeopathy was the predominant medicine in America in, the well, the 19th century, most of it wow. until the early 20th. And That's then so 1847... The American Medical Association, three years later, was founded to destroy homeopathy in, their, right. in the essence of it. In 1910, of course, Flexner report said all medical schools are going to be legitimized if they teach patent petrochemical medicine, Rockefeller, mm-hmm. Carnegie, Pat. You know, that was a whole thing that happened historically. I didn't know it till I started reading the history that was not written or given to us. It was erased. Yes. Uh, so for me, because of my own health challenges is why I went back into the history books and learned the things were hidden from me and hidden from all of us. And then I decided to go into broadcast media in 1999 because I'm like, my fellow Americans know nothing of this history. I right. know nothing of this. Yes, Even as I've achieved levels of uh, outreach through syndicated radio over the years and now online, we're still never invited, as you know, to the table to discuss these differences in in a spirit of collegiality. Now that's changing because many physicians now are seeing the things I've been saying going, Oh, you're right. Not me, but you know, all Those of us who question these things and saw it differently, so I see outside of the control of the narrative, it's right. happening. That you know the 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 third track or another parallel society kind of emerging, going screw y'all guys, we're not dealing right. with you. Uh, maybe right. you'll come around, but we're not waiting. Right. That's the difference yeah, very
6: beautiful. Can I go back to the person you mentioned who found resonances? Yes. Um, in cells, mm-hmm. uh, does that explain why? Well, I guess is that coextensive with the theory of homeopathy? That's one question. And the other question is, does this explain why, possibly? Some creative people like writers and musicians, feel like they are an antenna, sometimes mm. when they are receiving um, like the best creative okay. impulses.
0: I, I think that's a it's a unique perspective that i I a lot I kind of resonate with let me just say it that way because <clears throat> homeopathy is all about bioresonance resonance, resonance uh, resonant frequencies and we can utilize even what we call pathogens or diseased uh, uh, tissue and convert into homeopathy and we see success in treating cancer and other things wow. that way as well uh, but in terms of the antenna thing we can go back to Tesla describing how he would download information that way and i I really As much as because you're engaged in the scientific discoveries uh, in so much of what you do to look into Bruce Lipton, if you've not met or talked or interviewed him, PhD, one of those brilliant uh, cellular biologists taught in medical schools around the world. Mm -hmm. And of course, they've distanced themselves from him because he now has discussed the biology of belief and and recognized that our very genetic, uh, let's say, expression is altered by environment, altered by our beliefs and proven it with all of the science that he had bring into his PhD level of uh, um, well, cellular biology. And then it's like, you, you will go, oh, I missed all of this. You, that is amazing. Exciting. Yeah, very exciting.
6: It's incredible. Okay, I Wonderful. mean, so that would also suggest that, well, it would suggest, I mean, it opens up a whole other conversation, right? But it would suggest not only that we all need to go back and look back at homeopathy, but also that the things that are disrupting us, whether mm-hmm. it's electromagnetic fields, 5G, um, fear, yeah. um, isolation, um, you know, uh, disruptions of attention, yes. those may be affecting us at a cellular level in ways of which we're not aware.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, you know, I I haven't had him on yet. I'd like to, Arthur Furstenberg, who, who wrote, uh, you know, The Invisible Rainbow, I think it's called, it's about, mm-hmm all of the electronic advancements in terms of our history when we first had telegraph poles what happened right. what manifested from a health perspective interesting oh, wow and and it relates the changes in electromagnetic grid on the planet every mm-hmm. time we made an advancement there would be some new malady or an old malady parading as a new malady that, that would be manifest and they would claim okay it's caused by a virus or something unknown that's physical <laughs> rather than acknowledging and recognizing what you just said that the alteration or the stress that happens at an energetic metabolic, if you will, or resonant level, mm-hmm. causing discordant cellular metabolic function resulting in what we call symptoms and then the disease that they want to use something to treat or something to inject to prevent, complete mm-hmm. disavowing any aspect of our energetic reality, right? And we talk wow. about being out of energy, not out of molecules, even though there's a relationship, wow. but uh, really astonishing, yes. There's so much more to learn.
6: That's so interesting. And what you just said, kind of stands to reason. I mean, it's not a very esoteric thing to say. I mean, you know, my my kids make fun of me because I'm really bothered by electromagnetic fields. They're like, oh, mom, you know, and I'm like, no, seriously. And t- like, there's this device that gets rid of mice and it emits a high-pitched frequency and I can always tell when it's plugged in mm-hmm. you know it's like it's not like princess and the P. am not trying to pretend I'm that sensitive but mm-hmm. I I know it's plugged in because oh. I feel the disruption you know of mm-hmm. it I
0: you you have that sensitivity I don't know what happened and, I, are you and, there still, or are we just yeah
6: I, I'm here but there's um there's a radio station trying to call. Oh, do you have another I believe that, why don't you keep talking and I will check and see what's going on.
0: All right, sounds good. All right, as you can see, we're having an engaging conversation with Dr. Naomi Wolf and it goes a little different than I expected, but not in a <laughs> bad way. Uh, it Just thoroughly enjoyed to engage in things that are of interest to each of us and, and all of you. And. That's why I like doing my Sunday conversation show as well, where it's, there's no, never that really we script this show, but the idea of just opening up to the deep levels of reality and and what drives us, what motivates us, and maybe our connection to the spirit, you know, however you uh, identify it. What got you know, this is to me the fascinating journey uh, that I get to do by having this show and interviewing so many people. We're almost to 1800 guests over the years, and I only wow. count each guest once, even if they've been on multiple times and it's fascinating the things I learn in the interaction and just, again, I, that's why I've always enjoyed w- just watching you from a distance, you know, because you've been a media figure. And I said, you know, that that, that woman, she's very special. She's got something about her that uh, I can tell There's an openness to the engagement and scientific in- inquiry and interest and curiosity that not everybody that has a PhD is actually exhibiting. And you always have well, that. Well, thank That's you very much. I'm glad it. my
6: education did not ruin my uh my intellectual.
5: Exactly. I actually
6: know what you're talking about. So thank you. <laughs> um, I feel like I should sign off because these other people are trying to reach me for whatever reason. But I want to thank you so much. Is that is that okay with you? Um, oh yeah, absolutely.
0: You're welcome here anytime. I just thoroughly enjoy our interactions. And uh, if you've got questions on this off the air, we can talk uh, or do some more uh, discussions at another venue. Absolutely. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I'd
6: be grateful. And if you don't mind, before I go, I'd like to tell everyone to please go to, Amazon and order the Pfizer documents, the War Room Daily Club Pfizer documents analysis reports. It's a life saving book and um, give it to your loved ones, give it to your doctor, give it to your representative. Uh, It has all of the 74 reports from the 3,500 experts about what's in the Pfizer documents.
0: Do we have that link before you go? Because I know we have the body, the bodies of others, your book. Uh, but I want to make sure that other link you're mentioning. Uh, well, in happen. case
6: you don't, people mm-hmm. can find it by going to dailyclout.io and it's in the okay. upper um, okay. all right hand corner.
0: I want to include it in the notes. But uh, Naomi, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for being on board. Thank you so much.
6: I really enjoyed it. I learned so much. Too. All
0: right. Take care. All right. That's Dr. Naomi Wolf on the Robert Bell Show again. Uh, having a great time with these discussions and uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did or even a little bit less. That's OK. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. We'll still do it. Uh, so thank you all for being here again. Robertscottbell.com/slash/listen for the live chat room. I know that some of you are chatting it's still on Facebook. We thought we were banned on Facebook, but it turns out our fans page was banned, which is confusing to me because you know the show aired on our the Robert Scott Bell Show or the RSB Show on Facebook as well. You know, as we try to go out to multiple uh, media outlets to reach the folks that need to be reached, uh, so it makes no sense how they operate. Their algorithms don't even—I don't understand. What's happening out there. Uh, but we know that there is a great, uh, let's say, uh, concern for you learning the things that you learn here on this show and on other shows. And if we get banned in one media outlet, please find us elsewhere or come directly to the Robert Scott Bell Show website, robertscatbell.com, and sign up for the newsletter. We, the uh, text thing we used to be able to say, apparently that doesn't work anymore across the board. They have had to, they're trying to retool whatever that method was that made it easy for a lot of you to text it in. So just come to robertscatbell.com and sign up. There's a pop-up window when you first arrive that you just fill in just to help us defeat censorship. And uh, we'll carry on from there. All right, Super Don, what else we got? We got a question of the day coming up. I think that's uh, something I want to hit before the end of the show. We do. If you don't mind, Then we'll, then we'll go to bonus round. Okay. There you go. Oh, here it is. Poof. There it is. Um, Question of the day from Tracy. We live in the country and have a wonder well as our water source. Is that a brand name? The wonder well? I don't know. However, every time there's a problem with it, my husband grouches (laughs) and wants to tie into city water. Fortunately, when I leave it to him to set up city water, he doesn't get around to it. (laughs) like a good husband, right? What are good options for water if my husband ever does actually follow through? I will not drink city water for obvious reasons. I worked in towns where the water was pink to brown and considered normal. Yuck, Tracy. Well, good news is, Tracy, uh, filtration technology has advanced to where if you were on city water, you could filter out much of the muck and as well as the chlorine and even the fluoride if you know how to do it. Uh, if you're on a well, which you are, we would want some kind of analysis of the things that are present in there. And often the county extension services will test your water for you, maybe for a fee, maybe free. So you'll know what kind of filtration would be most appropriate if it's on your own well and you're concerned about, let's say, glyphosate contamination, et cetera. I would recommend you reaching out to Echo Technologies, my buddy Paul Bertero, uh, who comes on this show every once in a while. I've been friends for years. And I use the Echo Water technology to filter the water coming in. And we are on tap water, but we are, our little city where I am, it gets it from a deep aquifer. They don't even chlorinate the water. That's the most amazing thing. No fluoride. But uh, the next county up, they fluorinate. So you would have to have special, uh, you know, when you talk to Echo Water, Echo Technology. Superdun, is the banner up to get to Echo Water? It is. It is. Okay. So if you go to robertscottbell.com, you can see the banner for the Echo Water. They have a point of use. Uh, filtration technology. If you already have filtration technology in your whole house, they have things that can you know make the hydrogen happen at the at the sink level. Uh, so there's a lot of options, and that's where I would go to analyze. Let's say if you know what your water is on the the well, if it's okay, great. And even then, you may want filtration technology there too. But if you end up on city, you'll still be okay. I don't want you to panic. There are ways to filter out that which comes through, including a lot of the drug residues.
3: Are you, are you, in, are you implying that uh, pink and brown water is not good for you?
0: Do, I, you know, I'm just wondering the source of the pink and the brown. Aren't you? <laughs> you know, what,
3: in, Interestingly yeah. enough, here, uh, where I live,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: the, the tap water, if you leave it in, in like a bowl or something like that for, mm-hmm. for an extended period of time, it gets like a pink film.
0: Yeah, that probably means a lot of iron in the water where yeah. you are, because you have a, a farming rural community. It's
3: a rural community. Ground I mean, source, it's yeah. considered city yeah. water, you know. But yeah. uh, but you're still yeah. at
0: least uh, drinking filtered water, right? We've talked about that over the years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I've got so, one that I've I've put on on my uh, my my faucet.
0: Okay, as well. Good. That
3: one that I got years ago, it broke. Oh, no. Finally gave, it finally gave up gave the, the up. ghost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it well, lasted
0: a while, though. Also, I recommend as well, if you don't have whole house filtration to put, a you know, they're not that expensive nowadays to put a little filter on your shower head because the chlorine, all the things that do come through that, you'll end up breathing in or absorbing through the skin. So, But base level uh, filtration can can do some wonderful things, at least reduce some of the toxicological burden on the body. Uh, so tracy thank you for calling in give us a follow-up see if your husband ever hooks you up to dizzy water if not we got you covered through echo water so what do you got what is that break time okay all right coming back after 60 seconds because uh the power to heal is yours that's right yes all right let me bring up the bar stool and take a seat in the bonus round here super don how are you my brother good that was, uh, I did, I, you know what, I, I didn't anticipate that reversal of things that happened with Naomi uh, in our two, although there was a, I remember the first time we had her on toward the end, she was very curious about some of the things I was saying, but there was an opportunity for her to. I know it's kind and, of interesting. She was asking, asking questions. you questions. But, you know, the, the circles that she's run in being in the PhD, the high level, the tech tech, you don't want to get exposed to people like me every day in that environment, <laughs> You know, I'm not always invited to those places either, nor do I want to hang out in them mostly. So, Uh, but as I said, and I'm sincere about this, I sense that Naomi Wolf has a a, a genuineness an openness, a sincerity uh, that others do not have. That's why the first time I had her on, I was like, really excited to have her on. She, she has a lot of influence or has had a lot of influence. Maybe it's been reduced because she's not in mainstream media anymore, but suffice it to say, I, I, I think her voice is an important voice. And, Her openness and willingness to learn new things would also impact a lot of people because they would hear it through her that they wouldn't hear it, for instance, through me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I've just i
3: noticed you're a big fan.
0: Yeah. No, I I am. There's a talk about resonant frequency. There's a resonance I detected from her long ago where I always thought, man, she's an interesting woman or soul, spirit, whatever you want to say. Oh, I can't believe you too because you called her a woman. Like, yeah, she is a woman. (laughs) At this point, she's incarnated as a woman. Okay. Get over it. (laughs) <laughs> and I think she liked the uh, the way I described the uh, demon spawn of IG Farben. I think she acknowledged that seeing all the Nazi medicine that has been engaged in around the world that's manifested as the predominant model for all governments of the world to adopt to all exclusion of all others. All right. So that's all the comment <laughs> I get out of you, Super D. Okay. Huh?
3: Yeah. Yes. All right. So um, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Yeah. I found out about an hour before the show that RFK Jr. was on with uh,
0: Joe Joe Rogan. Yeah.
3: But I just have a hunch this is going to be three hours. Mm -hmm. You went three hours with RFK Jr. Now, find any other news program anywhere that spends three hours with with RFK Jr. Nobody does it.
0: Well, find out any presidential candidate that could spend an unscripted three hours being interviewed by anybody. Well, that's true. I mean, Ron Paul could do it, Uh, Jonathan Emord could do it, you know. Uh, yeah. There are people that have a knowledge base and a commitment and a passion and a, pr- and a set of principles that they can roll with you on any topic. Of course, Bobby Kennedy is a real student of history, having lived you know, a lot of history of, of of the West has gone through his family in the 20th century. So uh, fascinating whether he's running for president or not. But to to Naomi Wolf's credit, again, she cautioned, said it isn't enough, even if he were allowed to right, be the Democratic nominee, what compromises would happen unless the people rose up and said, uh-uh, you know? Oh, yeah. like,
3: right? I look, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking at it as a savior
5: mm-hmm. thing. Right. Right. A uh, messiah look really here. I, I,
3: I, I'm looking at it from I don't know, an entertainment and, and exciting excitement in a what would normally be a very boring and predictable presidential right. race. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, talk about you know, listen, it's the reason why I liked uh, I liked the situation with Trump. Yeah. He was a disruptor. I yeah. see RFK Jr. being the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and, and I love listen, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. I'm a big fan of the underdog. I have always been that guy. And I think a lot of people are too. I'm not unique in that, mm-hmm. but you know, you get, you, you, you always, you know, people have a tendency to root for that underdog, you know, mm-hmm. that's why so many movies are made that way. Right. You know, where the right. underdog wins the day. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so I think it's kind of fun to see something like this and to see how the Democrats uh, once again are sticking their foot in their mouth mm-hmm. and things that they're trying to do are backfiring. Yeah. It's I, fun I, to
0: watch. Yeah, it is. I I liked the way that Naomi didn't pull any punches on the Democrats, right? And here's the thing. We have been accused of being occasionally right wingers, right? Whatever. We don't have a party affiliation. We would lean more libertarian than anything else, small L per se. But uh, yes, we have conservative bent being dads and you a grandpa, uh, what they call conservatism today, but, you know, it might be more considered classical liberalism as we know that the words have been corrupted so much, but Naomi Wolf has been a lifelong Democrat. And she, you can, you can feel the disgust that she has. And, and that's to me also what I felt over the years and what even sometimes today I will feel, but I'm trying <laughs> to maybe reach people that are unreachable perhaps but i do i still try to throw those olive branches out to kind of say hey can we come together find some some common ground on these on these issues that you know are not so polarizing uh, artificially or otherwise and uh, naomi just was like i'm not having that no <laughs> I was a Democrat my whole life, and what they're do, engaging in is disgusting. Yep. Okay, I acknowledge that too. So y'all can't say, "Oh, it's because you're a right wing Trump supporter that that you say that." And that's not what we are anyway. So
3: the labels have, yeah, gone through an evolution. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. So um, a couple things I want to mention here. Yeah. Uh, I want to uh, welcome Jill Esping mm-hmm. to the Patreon family. She's Newest patron uh, on our, you, of, the Patreon group that we've got.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, so Jill will be able to join us on July 1st for the next AMA. Yay. Uh, happy birthday to Julie Whitman Klein.
0: Yay. Julie's birthday today. It's from, from the Trinity today. School of Natural Health and the Trinity you, Health Freedom Expo. Hope you all are planning to be there. Yes, sir. That's great.
3: That's Wonderful I got. birthday
0: to celebrate. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what else? So there's a question that came in through the chat room recently. Let me see if I can go there and find out. Uh, let's see. Uh, question, question. Oh, it's from Kim uh, Ketchell. Uh, what can one do to raise low dopamine levels? So when we're dealing with neurotransmitter um, production, and balance and function, etc., we have to go through the gut. It's the gut-brain connection. And so I look at that and I go, all right, what's going on in the gut? What's the microbiome like? What's the lining of the gut look like? Are we dealing with inflammation? Certainly we can look at uh, deficiencies of minerals and precursors, but all of it's, you know, a metabolic production issue. Are we not? Why? Why is there not enough dopamine? Could you, I mean, you could take L-DOPA, you know, that's probably going to fire you up or the drugs that supposedly pretend. <laughs> I know that. we don't
3: yeah. talk about it as much as we used to because yeah.
0: uh, they, a lot of have things have supplanted. no longer
3: supplanted. Okay. A, a sponsor of the show, but Crave Kicker was one that one that, that did
0: that. That was that the, that. uh, uh, mucuna purions, right? Yes. Was that what it was. Yeah. The
3: Velvet bean. I Velvet
0: think bean called, right? that helped yeah. to elevate dopamine. Uh, okay. so that's something that can be done. Uh, but yes, uh, the gut brain connection is everything. So healing the gut is everything. Uh, considering that if there's lingering issues with, uh, low dopamine levels, that's where I would look. Uh, certainly essential fats play a role there. You know, a lot, oftentimes the mainstream of, of medicine will say, well, lower saturated fats. I'm like, dude, do you understand how critical saturated fats are for cellular health and brain and neurological health? You 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 have a fear of fat, a phobia for fat, you're going to end up with low uh, neurotransmitter uh, function. And, you know, the, the saturated fat I talk about, of course, is going to be from organic cleaner sources, whether it be, you know, a botanical source, if you can call it coconut oil. Or um, the the beef, the tallow, you know, the things that come from the uh, grass-fed animals, for instance. Those things are critically important for brain and neurological health. And I know this upsets vegans, uh, but there's a lot that upsets vegans, so I can't, <laughs> I can't do much about that. Just got to deal with uh, some physiological realities. If you can maneuver your way around it, look, fine. I'm not I'm not arguing that you want to maneuver your way around it. But I'm just saying that may be something to consider uh, if there are other things that are defi- deficient. So... Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, yeah. Is there a way to watch the Rogan show? Not on Spotify. Cause I'm like, I'm a little bit, say a little bit, a lot annoyed that we're still banned on Spotify. I mean, what the hell are we doing? That's so radical compared to Joe Rogan. I know they paid Joe Rogan a hundred million to do it and that's why they don't ban him, but Really, he makes the money. It. We don't. Um oh, We there would be a lot of people that will listen to us on Spotify. But we, you yeah, know, maybe we've got SoundCloud know. and Rumble now. By the yeah. way, you, were you able to upload that the episode of Rumble that got corrupted because of that day? Yep. Is there? Okay, thanks. Did yeah. that this morning? Yeah, very cool. We got banned on YouTube as well. You know, these things they're still a bit annoying. We're not the only ones. I'm not just saying that. Hey, I don't know
3: if home. there there may be someplace, but I just you know. <laughs> mm. I guess I'm I'm not as principled as you.
0: But, it, oh, uh, so, yeah, you you don't mind. I just watching watch it on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. I'm just like I want to wait until they like, do these clips and put it elsewhere cuz that's just
3: Yeah, but they're not you're going to miss. I mean, 3 hours of RFK Jr and you're just going to watch clips.
0: I mean, so you could, I, I, I guess. The things that that on Rogan's show that air on Spotify. Is it video too? Yeah. Oh, it's not just audio, okay. Yep.
3: And then In the fact, section- the way I the way I found it was uh Jim Gergis uh put the link out on uh somehow because I downloaded the 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 Clubhouse app mm-hmm. I get notifications now like when okay. when messages go through the Clubhouse thing or whatever like that and he yeah. he put the uh the link out there so it's I can share the link with you if you want to hold your nose and watch it
0: well and it makes me want to go oh, you have to register to watch it I'm like I don't want to register to Spotify to watch it can I watch it without registering
3: I don't know if you have to sign in or not That's
0: a good Okay question. um but is it available video in its totality other than on Spotify? Not legally, internet? no, because no, it's an okay.
3: exclusive. Gotcha, okay. Um, okay. I don't think he can put it up anywhere else, mm-hmm. but I can check.
0: All right, comment here at the bottom. Uh, Ms. Kitchell says, RFK Jr. wants to get rid of gas and oil, climate cultist. Well, that's a question I would have as well for Bobby Kennedy. Uh, does he think CO2 is a greenhouse gas? I think he sort of answered that as well, but does he really believe that that's the source of, of, of warming and, or climate change and, or I would answer this class this pollution, is it really a pollution? You know, when we talk about toxicological burdens, is CO2 really that? And then get into some discussions of that. I, again, there are a lot of things I'd like to ask and talk to them about
3: here. Here's, here's my perspective on this. This is the way I've approached every person that's run for, or, or, or potentially run mm-hmm. for president. Yeah. Um, if there's somebody that's running for president, and there's some things that I really like about them, mm-hmm. and then there's some things that I don't, I don't look at it like, oh, well, if that person becomes president, everything that they want to do is going to happen, mm-hmm. because that's what we have Congress for, yeah, right. So for me, it's like if I was going to vote, yeah, um, I you know, and there was somebody that was running that I really liked on you know like seventy five percent of what they talk about, mm-hmm. and there's another twenty five that I didn't agree with. Uh, I would still vote for that person
0: yeah,
3: because I would want the chance of the stuff that is really good to yeah. get done and get sure. put out there and know that the checks and balances that are in place in Congress would be enough to be able to stop maybe some of the things that maybe I don't agree with. Yeah. Cause you're not going to find somebody that's going to be exactly, unless you run for president yourself, yeah. right, right. you're I not really going to find somebody that's going to want and do and think in everything that you want and think and love and all that stuff. Yeah. You exactly. know, yeah, that's mm-hmm. just how it works. So for no, I, me, I don't worry about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, take a look at what's going on right now with the the gas stoves, right?
0: Yes.
3: You know, I mean, what a stupid thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're I'm sorry, no more gas stoves. Yeah, that's not yeah. going to happen. Uh, but they were pushing it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Congress uh, just passed, a, I read it this morning, uh, it was it a was, uh, bill or, or something that uh, got rid of that. That whole thing. So yeah. you know, I mean, it's just because some president has some crazy idea does not mean that oh my gosh, it's going to happen. Well, and that's why you need to be, we need to to support people like Jonathan Mord right. and get people in there, so you have those checks and balances, yeah. so you don't have one person in the White House that's going to just push everything it is that they want. You mm-hmm. know, you've got some some you know yeah. uh, filter there, some some layers.
0: Yes, the proverbial anyway. constitutional checks and balances that have been eliminated right. in the, what, the regulatory so, well, state. Well,
3: we may not agree with him on mm-hmm. on some of the environmental things that he talks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's not a deal breaker yeah. uh, to me either. Now, there are single-issue voters, and we've talked about that regarding um, health freedom, right? Which candidate most aligns with you on the health freedom issue? You know, in many cases, Trump gained a lot of our community on that issue. And then, of course, he's lost a lot of our community on the warp speed. Mm-hmm. Now, some theories are saying that if he didn't do warp speed, it would have been worse. And I'm like, oh, man, you have to really do some gymnastics to explain that. And, I, and I've heard what the explanations. I'm like, mm, I'm not necessarily buying it right. uh, because you could then now come out and go, see, see, this is this is why it happened. I told you these things were, were dangerous and I needed to have this happen so you could. do. But that's not happening, at least as of yet. I've not seen any of that, heard any of that. Although it was kind of interesting when Trump came out and talked about some things after Bobby Kennedy said them uh, that kind of doubled down on some of the health freedom stuff that we like, but that's why it's good to have a candidate win or lose, like you know, a Ron Paul or a, uh, you know, Bobby Kennedy to speak about these things. And now you're causing people to be hearing or confronting things that the establishment doesn't want them to see or hear. So there is a net benefit ultima- ultimately, even if they don't win. Uh, where we gain by the engagement, yes, sir. Take some more uh
3: the beat goes on um
0: I've got my c b d from <clears throat> National Frontiers for some reason, yeah, I don't I I
3: know if, if for you, but the chat- mm-hmm. the chat like mm-hmm. went away from me in in restream it
0: did oh, you I still, still see still, it on yeah. your, yeah. end? okay, so oh, it's yeah. just on my end, yeah,
3: I just I can't see anything that's in there, so um cetros uh wants you to stop picking on them, uh, the vegans.
0: Yes, uh, it it isn't that I'm picking on individual vegans, I guess you could say, because there is a, there is a, uh, what would you call a generalization about vegans, you know, but it's just sort of of like flat earth people. I would
3: ask you, Cetros, are you vegan or vegetarian?
0: I think if you say vegan, you know, you're vegan. Yeah, you
3: you know, some vegans are nicer than others, I guess. Right,
0: And, and the thing is we have encountered a, A lot of hostility over the years from vegans, and I try to be very gentle and loving. But you know, back in the day, remember Liam Chef, our our brother, you know, no longer here. He was vegetarian primarily, right? Not vegan, but he, you know, when we talked about food, it it, it raised vitriol not only from vegans but also from uh, people in the Western A Price Group, some of them, Mm -hmm. and you know, some of the the hardcore paleo whatever all meat kind of things and yep. like
3: that's like let, a civil war right
0: yeah let people live and decide what they want to eat and make arguments as to why you perceive your diet is better that's fine now
3: or just eat however uh, you want to eat
0: and yeah just leave everybody alone but yeah. uh, but then again a lot of people who are say vegetarian and some are vegan are eating some things that uh, i don't believe are very healthy particularly from a packaged perspective on yeah. non-
3: well anything processed milk, right? Right.
0: right yeah uh, and so,
3: crosses. so Cetrus is as vegan 35 years. Yeah. Congratulations. And,
0: and like I said, no knock on that. And, it, it works for you, buddy. There, and, that, man, and that's, you there know, is that's a way, there is a way to do it. If you have discipline and you know the deficits associated with that kind of diet and you can, you can meet it. But all I ever say about any of these diets, other than starting with organic, that's your, that's your starting point. No matter which direction you go from there is that there are times when the body, the metabolism shifts and it goes, now suddenly you need something you just, you don't want to need. You don't want to have to eat. And that becomes a philosophical battle within you. And I'm not predicting that for Cetros either. I'm just saying these are things I have witnessed over the time where people that, you know, did it because they believed it was superior or any number of reasons, and then they found their body decaying and, and, and vegans would then argue, well, you were doing it wrong. Well, what if they were doing it identical to you and it didn't work for them? This is where I get into metabolic, metabolic bioindividuality. The needs of each human may be different. The base we need the basics, but uh, what we can survive and thrive on could be different from individual to individual, even within a family. Right. Uh, and because I'm not engaged in arguing philosophically about the superiority of eating a vegan, uh, you know, not harming animals kind of thing, I'm very pragmatic and practical in terms of being a healer, homeopath. To go, I need to respond to the, the metabolic needs of each individual. And if they can survive and thrive on a vegan diet, I'm not going to argue against that. I just say, pay attention. If anything shifts, let's look at it. And the same thing with uh, those that are going all in on 100% type meat diets. You may have a temporary benefit, and it might shift over time where you're like, holy tomoly, this is not working anymore. But you had a metabolic need for a time period that shifted you know, due to aging or due to fulfilling a metabolic need that has been fulfilled and now modify based on what your symptoms, your body cells tell you. Now our brains, you know, our conscious mind, uh, soul, whatever has a belief system that can override what the cells are telling you. Uh, and I, and I'm not saying it necessarily in a, in terms of programming your cells, although we, we have the capacity of co-creation, but if your cells demand, I need this, and you're like, but I can't, I don't want to, because fundamentally, philosophically, I think that, I believe that to be wrong, you're making a decision that could be harmful to your body. That, and, and that goes beyond, again, your philosophy. Now it's like your philosophy or religious beliefs about a thing about diet uh, is challenged by your own body cells. And I just say, pay attention to that. Um, but our belief systems can get us into trouble, but they can also bring us healing. So.
3: Such yes. is life. Yes. It's all mm-hmm. part of the journey.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, it was fine. We we thought we were going to have to have Jonathan Emore on by phone today, but it turned out that event, he was going to South Virginia. They canceled that and do, they're doing one closer to home. That's why we were able to get him on today. And yep. and apologies for the first couple, few minutes of, of Naomi's uh, appearance because her audio was messed up and I'm glad she was able to reconnect. And yep. from there, it was really smooth. So that was nice.
3: That's the thing you run into with using phones and tablets and stuff like mm-hmm. that for this it's, yeah sometimes does not work very well yep yep but it worked out fine for today so uh we're encore tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, I haven't picked one yet I will this afternoon Somebody
0: suggested a Chris Barrl uh, encore but I don't know do you have is it too far back a Chris Barr encore huh? goes too far back no I could
3: probably I could yeah I'll like, I'll um since since that's the the request.
0: That was a Leslie request, I think.
3: A Leslie request. Well, especially yeah. for Leslie. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, her uh, her new episode uh, posted this morning. Oh, cool. On That's the you know, podcast. Right. So you guys can go check that out, uh, uh, mm-hmm. an update of the homestead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I will do my best to try and locate a uh, an encore by Chris Barr.
0: All right. Well, let's see. Yeah, I know you'll do your best. So no matter what. I'm sure I fun. can dig something up. Yeah. Uh, Diana says, "Have a great vacay, Super D."
3: Thank you. I'm I'm super excited. I got the. What time uh, do you leave? Uh, we have to check in at four o'clock in the afternoon, and it's about a four and a half hour drive. So we'll
0: late morning maybe
3: coordinate things. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're taking um, Riley and Autumn with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura and her fiance will show up later after they get off work.
0: Okay, and oh, sure. and and we do have scheduled a new. Sunday conversation show. So Sunday will still be new despite you being on vacation. Cause that's how dedicated you are yeah. to get the job done. No matter yep. what
3: yeah. I'll, get, I'll work on it while I'm up there. When I get a, it, it won't. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yes. That, one, that one's not hard to do as uh, compared to some things. True. Yeah. So,
3: so uh, yep, but, I'll take some pictures. I'll have something to show on Monday when I get back.
0: Yeah. I just want to see you just revitalized and refreshed. And by the way, your uh, new bowling shirt, it looks great. You like that? I do.
3: Well, you know, I I bought those two and um, everybody liked them and I thought they looked good and stuff like that. So Mm I, I, uh, as
0: long as your wife approves, that's all that
3: matters. She she likes them too. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I bought, I got, I've got like one for every day of the week now.
2: Nice. Yeah. I like it.
3: It works.
0: Yeah. That is great.
3: I don't bowl, but I've got the shirt.
0: You don't bowl, but you got the shirt. Come on. You got to bowl a little bit. Occasionally.
3: Uh, yeah, for
0: fun. Yeah, you have a bowling alley in your little city town.
3: I can walk to it in about five oh, less than ten minutes.
0: Seriously, and you yeah. don't bowl? No, it counts as exercise. By the way,
3: that counts as exercise. See, so you're, yeah. you're telling me you want me to bowl.
0: I'm just, I'm just reaching for anything. That's all. <laughs>
3: The walk to the bowling alley would be good, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Super Don, we were talking about this uh, Barisma thing, um, the Definitely. audio clips. It sounds like there isn't a controversy as to whether this exists. They do have tapes, apparently. That's what. There Justin was something did. that I
3: I can't remember what I saw this morning. Yeah. Um,
0: was it from uh, a leftist media source or what? I mean, I know you take that in consideration. That's all I look at, yes. Yeah, of so, course. <laughs> CNN, MSMEC, Super Don.
3: Let me see if I can find it real quick Okay, because I I can't, I mean, I see, oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. So
0: Leslie says, don't say flat earth people. I love, well, what do I call people who believe the earth is flat and I love them and I love Leslie and she knows that we all enjoy each other and enjoy the different perspectives and interpretations and, and whatever. It's like none of these things disrupt our relationships, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, is that like, <laughs> did i make like a, a racial epithet when i said flat earth people i don't know moms right. gonna have, have an awesome vacation super d so mom thank you that thank
3: that. you thank you thank you i appreciate that
0: mm-hmm.
3: all right well, my so
0: call them flat bread people
3: flat bread <laughs> flat bread yeah. people okay hey i like flat bread
0: does this mean i'm not gonna get pie when i come visit for the uh, rsb uh family union <laughs> am i in trouble i do
3: GOP senator admits Biden bribery tapes might not exist after all. This is coming from the New Republic.
0: Okay. Which which senator? Uh, is that from today?
3: Let's see here. Chuck Grassley.
0: Grassley, yeah.
3: All right. Daily Beast. Republicans admit they don't know if Biden bribery tapes really exist. Real clear politics. Senator Ron Johnson mm-hmm. says take allegation about Biden biden burisma tapes with a grain of salt so
0: well as you know that's always a good way to take all of these claims yeah at the same time uh you know there's a, a lot of it's just, you know this field. is a,
3: it's just a thing where it's like you got it you, you just you have to mm-hmm. keep your mind open on these things because it's okay. so easy to get tricked on this stuff you mm-hmm. know that's just how it works yeah that's how news is that's how politics are
0: but there is um, an affidavit that has been submitted under yes by a
3: ukrainian businessman
0: yeah but he does a you know, risk.
3: Again, take a money. yes, I know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't uh don't take yeah. it as as uh uh truth until right. we know. Yeah. It's interesting, it should be talked about. Uh it definitely was some great video to watch. Mm-hmm. The the exchange between Cruz and that and that dude was I I I enjoyed that.
0: That was really great, wasn't it? Is it yeah.
3: legitimate? We don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
3: won't know until we know. Yeah. So that is that.
0: Right. So, what so anyway, I would about?
3: encourage you mm-hmm. check out the Joe Rogan thing. I'm going to send you the link anyway.
0: Okay. I'll right. tempt you. All right.
3: Um, and, and then you can decide what you want to do. But I'm looking forward to at some point watching that because the way that it started, mm-hmm. I, you know, I watch a lot of Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, typically when he has a guest on, it'll mm-hmm. be, you know, the camera goes on. He's like, hey, how's it going? And the guest is okay. like, hey, I'm Wasn't good. How are that? you? Hey, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, Not this time. This time Rogan took like five minutes mm-hmm. at the beginning of the thing and laid out this long monologue talking about how, you know, in the beginning he had heard about RFK Jr. And he mm. was like, you know, I thought he was just kind of a loony kind of conspiracy theorist because that's what the narrative was. right? And so I just kind of went with that, you know, and stuff. And then it wasn't until later on that somebody mm. said, hey, you really should read this real Anthony Fauci book. Yeah. And, and Joe's like, RFK Jr. wrote a book about Anthony Fauci. He's like, well, whatever. So he read the book. Mm-hmm. And after he read the book, it was just like, yeah. it was just like, wow. You know, he was talking about how it was crazy the stuff that, you know, was going on, going back to the AIDS, you know, AIDS mm-hmm. situation with AZT right. and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so it kind of opened uh, Joe Rogan's mind to, you know, the, the possibility that maybe there was something more going on here with RFK Jr. than what the narrative was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, it was really interesting seeing him lay this all out and explain and lay the groundwork for the interview before he did it. And yeah. you know, I was talking to my son about that because we were both listening to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both believe that what's going on here is that I think that Joe Rogan is expecting some pushback on the fact that yeah. he's got RFK Jr on well, that's the show,
0: That's why he he said a preliminary of this is I the story. So. Yeah. I think so.
3: I think so, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was right.
0: Well, this uh, is the kind of stuff that gets you banned, right? Yeah. You normally. No, end. I don't I
3: don't I don't think he'll get banned on Spotify. No. I think he's pretty much proven and Spotify has proven that they've got Joe Rogan's back. Yeah. Uh but mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if he didn't have a lot of bad press yeah. uh, in the next few days over this thing. There's going to be hit pieces written about it. Yeah. Because he had the audacity to spend three hours talking with RFK Jr. Allow RFK Jr. to have a platform Mm -hmm. to talk about all of his misinformation. How dare he? Yeah.
0: Well, I'll look forward to seeing it. And if you see anything of uh, interest of note before I do, let me know. I'll try and have some
3: clips on on Monday. Yeah.
0: That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I want to look forward to next Friday, the 23rd of June. Okay. Um. We have Deborah Muth from, I think, a Trinity Graduate Spotlight. And we have Michael Bolden scheduled again, the 10th Amendment Center. Now, my question here, and if Michael Bolden is listening in the chat room, um, could we start the show an hour early on on that Friday? Because i got to fly out right after the show. It's going to be so tight. I'm like, give me that extra hour. So it's a question of whether Michael Bolden can flex an hour early or not.
3: So we would have him on before the Trinity guest? And
0: we would no, I'm, I'm saying start the two. whole show an hour early. Just roll yeah. the whole show back an hour. Oh, early. so
3: you want to reschedule Deborah Muth too?
0: No, you're not listening to me. Just start the show an hour early. That's what I said. That is not what you said.
3: I did say I said. So I'm, you want? Oh, I no. Because no. 12:30, that would be the first hour. Michael Bolden be so. So you'd have to put Michael Bolden before the Trinity guest.
0: Oh, I okay. Now I get what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit of. uh who's not
3: listening to who here
0: bonehead by the host (laughs) so you're the way you interpret it now all right watch this as this happens in real time you would keep the the guest that's scheduled in the first hour in the same place and just roll bold into into the first hour see i wasn't thinking that though i was thinking the whole show move everybody an hour earlier
3: why? Why? Why reschedule two
0: people? Because I don't you know, only... know that Michael Bolden can go two hours. Oh, I know
3: he is difficult. He's that's right. Difficult. See, that's now
0: we true. get to the, the real issue. Michael Bolden is difficult. It's all because <laughs> of him. I'm I'm just saying, su- uh, suggesting all
3: right, we will we will explore this uh,
0: okay. next week. All right, This a bonus round. We can do this stuff. It just kind of gets crazy, wild and crazy. Flatbread people, Diana. That's funny. Ah, uh, man. All right. What else? Anything else to wrap up today? I have to reschedule her time, LOL. See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I moved the whole thing an hour earlier, but he went, no, just hold the guy, the gal, um, the first hour at the same place and then move Michael two hours. If that works, fine, but I don't know if it'll work. That's why I just threw it out in the way I thought. So
3: We'll find out.
0: Leslie, praying you have a blessed time and rest at the beach, of rest at the beach. Super Don, you definitely deserve it. Yes, yes, you do.
3: We are going to a a spot called Yahots. It's Dude, spelled it, it, it's spelled Y A C H A T S, Yahats, and it's spelled it. Yeah, it's pronounced Yahats.
0: Are you guys going to bring like food so you can cook it right there, and because you have a whole house and kitchen and everything?
3: Um, I don't know. We might just just eat out while we're gone, so that we don't have to wash dishes and clean some, you know, the kitchen and all that stuff. Is just there a
0: pl- it- like uh, you're on the coast? Is it like famous also for seafood restaurants? Like a lot of fish? Oh here? yeah,
3: heck yeah, man. Well, Heck yeah, there's a there's a chowder place there called Moe's <laughs> that is just like awesome. Yeah. Um but over in Yahoos they've got this let me show you a picture here. Mm-hmm. Something called the Devil's Punch Bowl. And what happens is is the water crashes over and there's and it comes in. Mm-hmm. See if I can find a video. I can show you a picture, but I'd rather be able to show you. Let's see here.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Thor, yeah, it's Thor's well,
0: Thor's well,
3: and the devil's punch bowl. Um, Keep the kids away. Oh, dude, it's so cool. Let's see this here. Is this all yahats? I don't know if this is or not. Diane
0: says, "Get your speedo ready." Super done.
3: <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> you want, no. We don't want
0: pictures of that. I don't
3: even go barefoot.
0: Holy tamole, look at that.
3: So that there. Let me see yeah. what that is. That is pretty whatever it um, is, a, yeah, sinkhole. That's Thor's well.
0: That's Thor's well. Okay, yeah, it's right. away from that. We don't want them sinking into that. And then, whoa, look there, at
3: that. there it is. There,
0: that's near where you're gonna stay.
3: That, yeah, that's that's like the the whole thing. The whole gorgeous. Reason. Um, and it won't then be
0: fall though. That's a fall picture.
3: This is uh this is the devil's punch bowl here where the water comes crashing in. They don't show the water crashing at this point here, but yeah. it comes in through this uh, this hole down here. Nice. And the can stuff. you
0: get down there? Is it safe to do that? I Is wouldn't. That it? <laughs> you fun.
3: probably can, but yeah. I'm not Either that dumb. the name, you
0: might want to stay away. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. Well, just like I said, keep the kids on a leash, but grandkids. Yeah,
3: it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful area. I mean, it's just... Uh... Yeah, anyway. So that's where we're going. Oh, man, it looks good. Looking forward to it. So thank you for all the well wishes. You will be having a good time and hanging out with my daughter and her fiance and the grandkids and eating fish and Mm. feeling the energy of the ocean, which is right.
0: You aren't a materialistic reductionist because you believe in the energy you're going to get there from the ocean.
3: Well, you know, look, it's I'm very much an agnostic on most things, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: But, you know, look, if I experience it, yeah, then it's real.
0: <laughs> right? That's my point. Well, for me, it's, it is for anybody necessarily else. necessarily convince others, but it is your experience, even yeah. if you don't understand or you oh, know, yeah. can't explain and
3: it. And I think anybody, I, I don't know anybody. I'm sure mm-hmm. they exist, and they, they must be have a miserable life. But, mm-hmm. you know, they can go to a beach like that and not come away from it feeling like you, you got something out of it. You know, it yeah. affected you. Um and I, I I'm a big fan of of the 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 power mm. and awesomeness of nature. Yeah, I really like that stuff, mm-hmm. which is like counter to you know like most of the stuff I talk about and the stuff I do. But it, you know it's there's there's one spot there in Yaha it's where the water comes crashing in from the ocean and it, it, there's like this channel where it like goes around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you're standing next to that. And you're just like, you're just feeling this massive energy of the force of nature and these thousands of gallons of water. that are just, you know, just, and it's just like, whoa, it's yeah. the same thing I get when there's like a, a really horrendous thunderstorm. I mm-hmm. love those things. My wife is like, what is wrong with you? You know, she's hiding oh, in the bathtub and it. stuff like that. I'm out in the middle. of I'm just like, yeah, yeah. bring it on, you know, lightning yeah. and, you know, and stuff. I love that kind of stuff. If if I were if I were single,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: with no responsibilities, I'd probably be a storm chaser. <laughs> seriously, like
0: no, seriously, on the storm chase. If
3: I could figure out a way to do it, you know, or how to get into it or something like that, dude, mm-hmm. I'd totally be chasing tornadoes. I, I just, it's crazy, mm-hmm. but there's just something about it that I just, I just the 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 raw power of of mother nature is just like it's amazing, and I'd love to. I'd be like that guy. What was that guy that did you ever see that video? Of the guy, the the weather guy, mm-hmm. and he was out in the middle of a snowstorm and he had never experienced thunder snow before.
0: Oh, Jim Cantori. Was it Jim yeah. Cantori? Yeah. And he was
3: like out in the middle of a snowstorm and suddenly was so they, excited, and, and, and yeah. and there was thunder. And he was just like giggling and screaming like little kids. So, yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> Although I disdained meteorologists, I do. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's like they go to school for all those years, pay all that money mm-hmm. so that they can guess what the weather's going to do and be right half the time. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. I don't know how we got on that,
0: but that's good. I like it. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to miss you, my brother, but we'll stay in touch. It's going to be a great weekend for you. Safe yeah. journey. And uh, sure. as I said, we've got the Sunday conversations will be new, all new for Sunday. So don't ignore, don't, don't skip over Sundays on the Robert Scott Bell show. Um, Rumble seems to be working today. I don't know if there's anybody chatting to us on Rumble because I don't get Oh to yeah,
3: Cetros, that. the vegan, Cetros. and I think Flat Earther as well.
0: Has he, has he changed his nickname? Cetros, the vegan? No, Cetros, spotlight. Okay. Do we really, there's someone nicknamed the Flat Earther on, on Rumble? Flat Earther. You just said that.
3: No, I said that because he he called us uh, non-globulars. Non-globulars.
0: Oh, that's, oh, so he's suggesting. Oh, no, no, he's
3: talking about flat earthers.
0: He's talking about what to call flat earthers. Oh, I
3: got you. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Non-globulars. I like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's cute. Yeah. All right. we will roll with it. So, all right. Thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks to uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Thanks to Jonathan Emord. Uh, If you guys want to step up and uh, support getting Emord in there, go to emord4va.com. If you want to become patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, a lot of sneak previews, a lot of first access to things that we have not made fully available to the general public, so to speak. Please join us there and welcome our new patron supporter. What is her name again? You have access to that?
3: Jill Esping.
0: Thank you. Thanks again, Jill. I I should get on to. Go ahead and make the in, the invite because sometimes I'm so late on the invite to the Zoom meeting, but it's July 1st. And I'm like, you can I'm make counting them that, that far in advance. Yeah, you can. But yeah. I'm, oh. I'm counting, what am I saying? I'm counting the uh, July 1st one as a June uh, AMA right. because we're still going to do one later in July. That's the plan. So right. hope to see you at some of the upcoming events. Uh, again, r- real quick shout out to Bobbery and Folium PX. If you are uh, hit a, a sticking point, you've hit a ceiling in your recovery consider folium px i'm not saying you have to wait for that but a lot of you have done a lot because you're part of this show you're like oh man there's just something i'm missing get on that and watch what happens that's what i've seen time and again now the folium px the folium immuno the folium relax go to foliumpx.com use the code rsb10 to get 10 percent discount and also uh, ipac-edu.org that's uh, james lyons weiler's uh, education um facility if i can call it that uh, he is now making available a, a 10% discount with the code RSB. So those of you who want to go into some real science, real stuff with Dr. Jack, uh, get the discount. RSB is the discount at, uh, and I eventually will have a banner up on that too, because anybody that offers that, I want to help promote. And Jack does great work. Anything else I forgot to mention today? Upcoming events, y'all check out the upcoming events tab. Uh, we've got the, uh, the, the venue in, in River. No, I can't ever I remember the city in North of Denver by about an hour. It is called Loveland, Loveland, Colorado. That's the 24th of June. And so it's all a day long event all day, 9am to like 9pm. Big day. And I'll be speaking, I think right about, I think 1215 that day, middle of the day. So i look forward to seeing you. I'll have shots of silver and copper and I'll bring some books. If you want to buy a book and get it signed, I'll bring some for that event too. And that's all I got for the, for the day, for the moment, for today.
3: All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We love hanging out with you. And uh, we'll be back on Monday Live and Sunday with who, who's the guest?
0: Oh, Sunday. Yeah, let me look at my schedule. Uh, Hi. Uh, yes. Uh, Kevin sent this to me. I've got, I have got. think I've got it on the schedule. I'm going to record tomorrow. Uh, where's my calendar? There it is kai jordan but i don't have any details on kai at this moment so hopefully okay. we can get some back backstory but uh kai those jordan are usually the function.
3: best uh interviews yeah,
0: they're great we so uh, kai
3: jordan on sunday back on monday with you guys and dr the the
0: oliver day. the chiropractic neurologist a really smart guy dude uh and michelle lee those are the, the guests for monday all right we'll look forward to seeing you then. All right. Okay, beach bum. I'm thinking beach now. I know. You got beach on your mind. Salt water on the brain. I can't wait to see pics, my brother. I'll
3: take pictures.
0: All right. You're right. stay safe. I'll stay free. That's my shirt. Uh,
3: uh, All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Talk to you guys later.
0: See ya.